Oh, okay. I mean, some people will consider a, a cheeseburger a sandwich. <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, another philosophical We're doing this. debate. Lord, <laughs> We're doing this. I, I hate I to say it, bro, because this is very similar to the is cheesecake a pie or is it a cake? What's going on, guys? It is episode 32 of Asari Toby Sports Pod. We are here. We got quarantine pod number one. To my right, I have Mr. Miles Wilson, Worldwide West himself, uh, domestic West right now because we are all quarantined and uh, not trying to put anyone at risk. Well, you know that. Um, me, John, and uh, Matt are here at Regrown Recordings. And uh, Justin is. Uh, got Justin in, calling in. Skyped in from uh, New Rochelle right now because, you know, he. Uh, he on twenty four hour lockdown, gridlock, motherfucker. Saying, did you just censor yourself? Yeah, I censored myself. I, don't know. <laughs> I tried it. I didn't like it. I won't do it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, you know, Matt's been holding it down with the good audio, but we'll see what happens with JT calling in right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, hey man, I don't want to be. You know, I don't want to be here. It's ridiculous. It feels like the it's like feels like the Simpsons movie when when uh, Russ Cargill. <laughs> Uh, dome over, over yeah, Springfield. There's a, there's a dome over Nero. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's some bull crap, man. The dome's over your house. Your mom doesn't want you to leave. <laughs> Hashtag free JT. Free JT. <laughs> free JT. Come on, man. And I was looking forward to being in the studio because I thought I thought it was gonna be a fun fun pod. Yeah. Oh, and I was looking forward to getting uh, Popeyes on the way back. That's what I've been doing the last like few weeks. That's, fair, that's so, fair. Yeah. I mean, with that. You could just go right into that first topic, that Rona. Oh, man. Yeah, it's coronavirus fucking the money up, bro. And I'm not even just talking about... Um, for us directly? Yeah, I'm talking about <laughs> for everybody. Everything, everything is fucked up right now. They're closing down restaurants, bars, liquor stores, barber shops. I love the um the tweet that was like, I was like, work want me there at seven. You think you're bigger than the NBA? The NBA is shut down. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nah, no funny, though, because if you got... You got multi-billion-dollar corporations pushing back their seasons, suspending their seasons, uh, canceling major tournaments. It's like, it's 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 a lot going on right now, especially. And I feel like with March Madness, I think that's the one that really hurt a lot of people, especially because like that's something that we more casual fans watch March Madness. Exactly, shit, yeah. exactly, and that's just something that every everybody looks forward to. March Madness. Oh, buzzer beater here, buzzer beater there. Games at one o'clock. Games at seven o'clock. Matt went to Cuse. Yeah, for Sad. for sure. It's not, you know, is is def it's definitely a hurt piece. Him shout out to Tyler King, whose Instagram story was like UNC didn't make the tournament. <laughs> there is no tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, it's it's definitely unfortunate. And then um, you know, the MLB they also pushed their season back um uh, at least until mid May, which um a lot of people not happy about. I'm definitely not happy about it. And then uh the NBA suspended until June. And the NHL is suspended until we don't even. I don't even know about the NHL. Justin, you probably could answer suspended that. Suspended until me. I thought it's right now at least a month, and then they're gonna re reconvene and see what's going on NBA. But I mean, shit, we almost had an emergency pod because we were freaking out, and then everyone else did it. Not pause, but every other league canceled too. So we were like, well, I mean, there's no time for us to. We, there's no rush now because shit. I mean, we were worried about what we were gonna talk about during the summer, 
we got to figure out what we're going to talk about now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, just implications of this is huge. Like, especially when or if they continue this NBA season, because, I mean, they're obviously going to have to. They can't just cancel the rest of the season. Yep. But, dude, we have so many players now. Like, this is there's a possibility that Clay Thompson comes back. There's a possibility that, like, Kevin everyone Durant. gets healthy. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Like, now you're giving these these people a chance to get healthy. The Mavs are trying to push up from seventh spot. Luca's both now, both his wrists have been kind of messed up from playing. Now he has time to recover. LeBron and AD have more time to recover. We know AD's injury prone. Fuck a load management. Now they have months to recover. Like, this is huge. Yeah. The the implications, like, obviously, business-wise, like, ratings, all that stuff. Like, what the fuck is ESPN doing? Like, everything. And then Matt, Matt brought it up. He was like, the ESPN showed the Iditarod. <laughs> Like that that just shows like what's going on right now. But And I was watching cricket on ESPN the other day. Like like a real Caribbean? <laughs> yeah. Motherfucking cricket. <laughs> but like it's it's really wild because when sports come back, it's gonna be even crazy. I mean Matt Barnes said it where he was like, You got all these this time for people to cover and like prepare, like the playoffs are gonna be fucking insane. I love it. Um I just feel like when they come back, when and if like the the fake teams are gonna get exposed. That's what I really feel. I but see my thing with the NBA is: Do y'all think that they should uh, play part of the regular season? Or you think they should just go straight into? They the gotta playoffs? play part of the regular season. The race is too close. That's how I feel. I feel like the race is way too close. You had so many teams vying, and especially in the West, like it's a real question on who's gonna make it. So when the race is that close, and like the seating is so close, like. It, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't think it's fair. Like, you have teams like the Blazers, the Pelicans, like, all these teams who are pushing for a playoff spot and are in are the right position to make one. But if this cuts it out, it's like, same shit in even college sports. Like, so many people are losing their senior seasons. Yeah. Like, there's a thing like redshirt corona year, and I'm with that. You know what I mean? Not for sure. Like, they really feel like... Because it's, not, it's not fair, especially for spring for spring athletes. Like, exactly, to just get your, your season taken away like that. Yeah. Like, I saw it from... um. Uh, shout out to Cyrus from his because he plays volleyball at Hunter mm. and he was like dude like Hunter's in their championship just about every year and you know it's a senior year and all that shit and then now everything's getting cancelled like they should definitely get that extra year eligibility Jared at Nova yeah that's you know? another that's another messed up situation me and my me and my people was just dude, talking stop about with that the eyebrows bro <laughs> but um yeah, there's just so many implications throughout the sports world, throughout yeah. just the world in general right now. It's cr- it's crazy because a week ago we were talking about uh, whether or not Aaron Judge is going to be injury prone. Shit, by the time the MLB season starts, he might be healthy. Just be just as a result of that. I mean, on a, on a positive 28 note, twenty eight rings, bro. Yeah, it <laughs> it for sure gives people like not people but athletes the time to get healthy and the time to like rest up. I mean, think think about all the load management, kind of like what John was saying in the NBA. You giving LeBron months. To 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 rest up, Kawhi months to rest up. I mean, from what we are gonna see is gonna definitely be different when the NBA comes great. back. So my my only argument in terms of uh, whether they should start the playoffs or whether they should continue with the regular season, what I my my proposal is, I think they should at least play a couple exhibition games and then go to like go to the preseason? postseason. Not necessarily, I, I guess, kind of like a preseason, but not exactly a preseason because you got to think of you know the league year and how. How that how that plays out because if you're starting regular season games back in let's hypothetically say like whatever mid May early June, you know the playoffs go for a couple months anyway, and that would take you all the way to August, all the way for the league year to start again in October. Unless what 
what would happen is that they push the start of the league year from years to for years to come in like December or January yeah, or something like no that. Way they can do that. But I don't. But I just don't think that's gonna line up because you already think about how thing how things happen with baseball and and football and how that that sports calendar lines up. I don't. I I don't know if that would be a bad thing necessarily, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Do you guys remember the last lockout season after it was after the Mavs won that lockout season? How they had like that condensed season and it was what was it three three games and four nights i don't i feel like that's yeah that's what that's what that's what they were doing yeah like so condensing it that way i don't know if there's a case for that like you know you're putting these at risk but now these players are getting months to get themselves right yeah and that's that's my question too where it's like i feel like that's what they're gonna have to do but someone brought it up they're like what did what do you do like like you said like do you just have like no off season pretty much and have like a european style off season going into the next nba season like what do you do but yeah. shit, it solves the problem of there just being baseball on during the summer. Yeah, no, nah, and I'm sure everybody will be happy yeah. happy about that. I can't wait for this 30 for 30 to come out. <laughs> Dude, but it's like, what about the draft? What about summer league? Like, there's so many things. Yeah, because I, for sure, well, I, I do like what the NFL is doing. And thank God for the NFL, because if not, we would only be talking about coronavirus this entire podcast. Facts, facts. Um, But what, they, what they're going to do is with the, at least with the draft, is they're going to um have it in an empty, in an empty arena. And they're not gonna push it back. They're gonna, they're still planning to have it at the end of April, like usual. Yeah. But with basketball, we don't. They didn't. They didn't really talk about it yet because that happens after um, the NBA Finals in the end of June, and obviously that's not gonna happen in June. So yeah, something has to get figured out. JT, you're gonna say anything? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was letting you guys. Uh, that's you fair. Know, we were kind of in a good rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe but, we don't uh, need JT. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. I'll take a sick day. Uh, but um, you know what I was thinking with the NBA playoffs? So I guess maybe condense it a little bit. Why don't they go back to the format they used to have, Five you know, from seven. like the 90s and early 2000s? So like instead of, you know, every series being the best of seven, maybe you do first round is best of three, second round, best of five. And then, uh, you know, the Eastern Conference, yeah. Conference yeah. Final. Seven, or you could just do five, five, and then seven. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. If that, that would be a little more reasonable than three, because three would suck. Three would suck, but it's like I get, know, I get what you're saying. I feel like I feel like three a three game series gives a little bit more room for error, though. Like in terms of like more, uh, in, ter- in, ter- in terms of and shit. In terms for like a lower seated team to beat a higher seated mm-hmm. team, which I wouldn't be mad at. Just, you know, like the Rockets getting knocked out I mean, first round. I mean, it's possible. I Calling it like the. Uh, the, the Pelicans sneaking as the eight, wouldn't that be funny if the Pelicans knocked off the Lakers in three games? I mean, it would be funny, but I think the, the Pelicans are just too far out. I think that they still, I, as it stands right now, they're still either three, three or four games out. Yeah. So the Grizzlies are trending down for a bit, though. So anything could happen. Yeah. The Blazers are still in the running. Like everyone's tied up right now. Yeah. It's, that's what I'm saying. Like they have to finish the regular season. There's two, like this last 20 game stretch was too important for them not to. I mean, yeah, it was, but at the same time, it's like unforeseen circ- circumstances happen. You know, yeah. like they didn't want to condense the season when the when there was a lockout, but they had to do what they had to do. They were there was no way that they were gonna play a full eighty two game seasons and, and push back everything yeah. else that. But that, you that also was going knew on. that before the season started, it's yeah. different when it happens mid season. Well, right, and that's why, and that's why I think because it's happening mid season, it, it leaves room for for everybody to be like, all right, y'all, this is something that has never happened before. 
we're going to start the playoffs now. We're going to not or whatever, play out like maybe like three, four games of the regular season. And then after that, we'll see what happens. And, and yeah, especially if we're, we're, we're speculating that this is going to come back mid-May, early June. But what if it doesn't? That's that's on the table as well, you know. So Dude, that'd be fucking wild. It, it, it would be. And, you know, nobody wants to see it. But yeah, I mean... I, have they start? Have they resumed sports back in in China yet? I don't. I don't even think they have. No. Well, China had the worst anyway. The 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 Chinese league wants their players to come back though. Right now, like Jeremy Lin, Last Stevenson, the teams like this that season that ended early. They were like they want. I think they were like you have to come back to your teams or you can probably face like a lifetime ban or some shit. And normally, like the way China works is that the season ends ends early, so a lot of those players can still get picked up by an NBA team for the playoff mm-hmm. run. But um, with it being canceled, so many people left, and then they were like, "Dude, we're about to f- finish the season. You guys got to come back." So I think that was kind of wild. But I remember hearing that. So I don't know, man. Especially because, well, Jeremy Lynch still be in the league. That's one. But Lance Stevenson was about to sign back with the Pacers. Like I don't know, man. This is wild. So let me ask let me ask y'all something. So did y'all hear about uh what happened in terms of um with the Big East and them canceling their uh their conference tournament? No. Justin? Yeah. I was I was working that day. I was working the CBS. Oh, you was working at yeah. all, right, all right. I'll give you a gist of the situation. So at this point, all of the conferences were canceling their their tournament their their tournaments, mm-hmm. you know, like AC like the ACC, yeah, Big Ten, that. Big Twelve. So there was a game that went that was going on. It was Creighton and St. John's, I believe. That was ha- that was happening, and they actually the the Biggies actually played played half of the game. They played the game until halftime, and then after that, they suspended the game and announced that their their tournament was canceled. I think the Biggies handled it handled that very very terribly. By the way, uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, <laughs> it was just crazy because like that was a crazy morning for me because like everything was getting canceled, and I'm working the ticker, and I'm like, of course, the one day after we can ticker, everything was to get shut down, but um. But yeah, everybody was Mountain West. They already uh, did theirs, right? Yep. But Big Ten was canceling. It's funny you mentioned the ACC. The ACC actually that morning was like, "Yo, we're still playing basketball." And then it wasn't until I think the Big Ten and SEC were like, "No, nah, we're not playing." That the ACC was like, "All right, we'll do it." Like they, <laughs> I remember quote tweeting them saying like, "Oh, damn!" That ACC said, "Fuck it, we ball." Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, nah, the the Big East was wilding. I don't know why they they even played. Um, yeah, I, I just I just don't get it. Playing a half a game and then telling everybody to leave, it just it made them look way worse. Yeah, that's pointless. Than... You might as well let them finish. They're there already. Exactly. Like they couldn't make a decision. Like this, I mean, even yeah. with the the NBA, like which I was watching that Mavs game, but I put it on because I was gonna go edit. And literally, once I heard it got canceled, I was like, Nah, my full attention is going to this game, and it was a good ass game. So shout out to the Mavs and the Nuggets for putting on the show for the last game yep. of the season so far. Um, but for them to be like, the rest of the season's canceled, finish the game, and they originally said they were gonna finish the rest of that schedule. Yep. So I'm ready for that Pelicans game to come on after, and then they were just like, Nope, they canceled it right before. Yeah. So it's, I feel like, dude, if the game's already going, you gotta let them finish. Mm-hmm. Like, especially especially because of the fans. I mean, but I will say with the Cretan and St. John's game is that they, they yeah they were playing in an empty arena, so it was just family and. Have you guys watched like any games? Like, are any sporting things at the empty arenas? It's super eerie. Yeah, like I saw the UFC highlights, weird. and it's like it. I didn't like. I forgot that it was an empty arena at first. So when someone got knocked out, and he's like yelling, you just hear the echoes 
And it's like, I was sitting here, I was like, damn, is the crowd that stunned? But there's echoes. And I was like, all right, there's no one there. <laughs> yep. And then like, even um, last night, I saw a clip from uh, the WWE and it was Edge talking yeah. into the camera, which first of all, Edge looks terrible. Like Edge literally looks like a fiend. Yeah. He, like, look, he, he looks, he looks like he's on that Sweet Lady H. Yeah, he smoked out. Like, dude, he looks horrible, but, yeah. you know, white people do tend to age like milk, too. But, um... No offense, Matt. <laughs> the, oh, happy belated birthday to Matt, by the way, if you guys didn't know. Yeah, oh, so Matt, Matt. Oh, happy belated... Oh, it was your birthday? On the 13th. Wow. Yeah. Happy, 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 happy belated, man. That's, Appreciate wow. it. Thank you. JT, we could not hear you at all. Uh, I was going to say, Miles just slandered him, too. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, slander to be fair, him. I slander white people as a whole. There are a couple exceptions, though. There are some people that some white people that do age well. Usually Italians tend to. Hey, so you know, it's all the olive oil. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> keeps them moisturized. The it it's keeps them moisturized so they don't dry out of the wrinkle and shit. Oil. But anyway, like it's you got someone trying to do like a WWE thing, and especially with that, the whole thing is to get fan involvement and get an arena to swing and oh, all that man. shit. And it's so eerie. And did y'all hear what they're doing WrestleMania, bro? They're moving it, right? And no, they're well, doing it at the facility. They're doing it at like the facility. Yeah, they're doing it at the facility. And this and mm-hmm. that. So now let me ask, let me ask y'all 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 opinion on it. Like I love I love WWE. I always have, and I feel like part of what makes the WWE great is the fan reactions to to things, and then the fan involvement to matches. So I understand Vince McMahon doesn't want to lose more money because he already had to shut the XFL down, but I. WrestleMania is just not going to be the same. It's going to feel like it's a real, real, like it's a real fight, like it's a, like it's a real match. But it's entertainment. It's how entertaining could it could it actually be if it's you know played in front of nobody? That that is one thing I don't know if I can get behind. Just from a, just from a, just from a culture aspect of wrestling, See, the whole thing is weird to get behind. Yeah, like I I don't know how soccer's doing it. Did you um see how there was one game where like one fan got in? So it was just this one fan was in there like cheering and stuff like that. And it was like you could just hear him. They're like, I don't know how he snuck in. But it was like, I think it was a Manchester game too. It was super strange. But um, that, and I think there was a UFC commentator, someone there who was like, yo, I'm going to, someone who was at the last event who was like, I'm going to try and be the crowd for you guys. Like, it's, I don't know, like part of, such a big part of sports is the fan involvement. And it's things like that, like, in close games, a crowd can swing. Like, you always hear it where it's like an away team tries to take the crowd out of it. So the fact that there's no crowd, it's like, yep. it, it changes a lot of things. It's Especially if you're an athlete, you got to put that pressure on yourself or if you're an open thing to be like, yo, I'm doing this just to get the dub. Like, you don't have it. It's like, all right, I'm trying to do it for the fans, do it for the crowd. You got to think of that. But it's like, I feel like it's really going to put, like, athletes to the test if they do actually bring this back and do no fans. Yep. But at this point, they might as well just wait till it's all done and we can have real shit going on. Yeah. And the whole thing with even the NCAA canceling all of their um, their games is that they actually ha- did consider having a sixteen team tournament with um, which with no fan- with no fans in the arena. But after the whole Rudy Gobert situation, that's that's where they basically chalked that. So Rudy was walling. And before we even get get into get into Rudy, like I do think that they still should have had a selection process and at least showed who would have played who because you know you have the teams that haven't made the tournament in mad long like Hofstra. You know, now now we'll just never know. Now we know they would have made the tournament, but we don't know who they would have played or they should have at least, like, released a bracket just for the culture. But anyhow. I don't know. Yeah? Because it's like, all right, I understand it, but there's also this standpoint of, like, there were still a bunch of conference tournaments not being, like, that hadn't been finished yet. And there was a lot, like, it wasn't chalk. Like, the conference tournaments, there were a lot of uh, teams stealing bids. 
Mm-hmm. So we have no idea like, who would have actually made the tournament. Like we know, like you know, for the most part, a lot of them. But we probably only know maybe thirty-five teams that would that were a lock to make the tournament, yeah. and then everything else would have probably been like on the on the bubble. So like in the American, Wichita State, Cincinnati, you know, they Tulsa, they were on the bubble. They needed help in their conference tournament or from other teams going chalk. But I get the, I get it. I feel like if there was to be any fairness, I guess maybe the top 16 teams. Yeah. Like, you, you, you top four in each region. But it just, it just been hard. Because, like, you're really, you're basically telling, like, a team from, like, you know, North Texas, right, that could have won their their conference tournament. Like, yeah, you're not good enough to make, you know, the bracket. Yep. Yeah, so it's putting them in a yeah. difficult situation. It, it's unfortunate. But back to uh, Rudy. Yeah, he a dickhead, bro. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, like, there's no, there's, like, there's no other way to put it. Think about how many people were doing that shit too. You know what I mean? Like uh, before everyone figured out, we're just like, but I feel, like, only, I feel like the only thing, say. the only thing is, um, because he was like he had a cold, so apparently it was like he had a cold and was doing it. It's different if you're just like, oh my god, like Corona, like what you were doing earlier, but like all of us. Are yeah, but obviously, obviously you know I mean? everybody in this room go, is good. Oh, I think I, I think I have a cold, and then you start fucking yeah. with shit. If I knew, if I had a, any indication that oh I was sick, like I wouldn't even well. One, I wouldn't be in the yeah, room with three been. people right now. I'd be self quarantined. But at the same time, like he's a dickhead. I mean, I that's there's there's really no other way to put it. And I mean, at least he acknowledged that you know yeah, he, he's like my he, bad, my bad. Yeah, and I I, pre, I I could appreciate that. He's at least gonna help like stadium employees and that that kind of thing, which is another thing that I feel like is great that the NBA players are doing. But I think the NBA itself needs to take more of initiative with that. And the owners, the and only I mean, there's the like owners. a handful. I mean, shout out to Mark Cuban who. Yeah. If you guys didn't watch that that like interview they had with him during the game, they showed the clip of him finding out, and then they spoke about it. Like mm-hmm. he handled it great. Love my team's owner, and he talked about it. he's like, "Yo, I have to worry about like these hourly workers, like all this stuff." And he off rip that was his first priority is taking care of his people. But there's only like a handful of owners who are doing that right now, which is fucking insane. Like you have these people who this is their business, and yet they're still just like, "Yeah, whatever." Like things like that, things like Whole Foods saying that people should donate their PTO to other people, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, shout out to all the players who are doing it. But at the end of the day, like, if you're running a business and you're an owner, you really need to be taking care of that. So yep. that that's what I think it is. Like the the player thing is awesome, but it's at the end of the day, it's not their direct responsibility. Rudy also needs to win some favor back, so I get it. Yeah, but that's why he donated basically half a mil to like yeah. you know. But even so, you got to be more responsible. Especially, yeah, it's, it's his team probably not fucking with him, honestly. And I, and Donovan I was I, like, I was hot. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, it's their healthy population. They're not really getting symptoms. Yeah. Which is like, shout yeah. out to Tom and um, Tom and Rita Hanks just got released from the hospital, so they cool. Oh, so hopefully people start relaxing because they're technically at risk too because they're older. Yeah. Idris just got diagnosed with that shit, but Idris yeah. will be fine. And and um and Tormund just got diagnosed from uh, Game of Thrones. The, the actor who plays tournament. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's in Norway, dude. He's perfectly. He was like, "Yeah, I got announced, so we're just chilling at the crib." Like, yeah, that's that's basically what happened with Idris. Wasn't he like next to his wife when he announced it? Yeah, it was, he was just, you know, know niggas just chilling. Yeah. I, I hope he has the big woman there, though. I hope for his sake. Oh right. Yeah. No. Yeah. If only. Uh, I don't know. You know what's you know what's crazy though about the Rudy Gobert thing? Mm-hmm. It's like. Like, yeah, like, I like what he did was like, you know, dickhead shit. But if but he like, wasn't sick, no one would have cared. Yeah, if, if he wasn't sick, no one would care. And on top of that, people were treating him like he's patient zero, which is weird because, like, for all we know, 
he could have gotten it from somebody in the league. that was uh, a fan that he interacted with mm-hmm. or something like that. Or even him just touching the microphone probably could have given it to him. Like, I, I think it's just weird how people are like really going like out of their way to be like, oh, he should be banned from the NBA or he should be fine. Uh, like, yeah, that, that's dragged. Super extra. That, that's that's dragged. But but here's the thing though, it's like a, it's it's a it's, it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. It's like yeah, if he wasn't if he wasn't infected, nobody would be saying anything about it. But the fact that he was, that's mm-hmm. why people people are gonna be like, oh well, he wasn't taking precautions, he wasn't doing this, he wasn't taking it seriously. That's what 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 I feel like the problem that people have is that he wasn't taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And when you do stuff like that, that that's why public perception is gonna be what it is. People obviously are overreacting with saying that he's gonna. That he, that he should get banned from the league, that he should get fined. Which, if he did, I wouldn't get mad at it. But whatever. Um, I'd be mad if he got banned from the league. No, ba- ba- no banned. Banned is yeah. that's that's drag. If he got fined, okay, I I guess I understand it. But you know, what I'm saying the public at risk. I feel yeah. like if he gets fined, it's more of an NBA trying to make an example. Yes. Than like anything, I don't think he's gonna get enough flack from his teammates that they're gonna have to get over. You know, who is it? Uh, Elijah Wood. Got Christian it Wood. after who? Christian Wood. Yeah, uh, fucking forget his first name. Uh, that's, that's a WWE wrestler. I don't know, dog. But anyway, he he was putting up like <laughs> career numbers, and he had that Rona. Yep. So yeah, so that's the thing. It's like because he played against the he played against the Rudy Gobert, got Corona, but Serge Ibaka didn't get it. Didn't get it, and like I mean, according to Twitter, it doesn't it doesn't affect black people because apparently Rudy Gobert is not black. But but then Donovan got it, so. <laughs> Right, but he's dark. He's dark white, so you know. <laughs> he's dark white. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> no, 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 that's what somebody told me. That's what somebody that's told wild. me. Some, I, yeah, I, I, so, I, yo, this, first of all, shout out to Twitter because I love this shit. The Twitter <laughs> jokes are hilarious, but um, they were like, they were like me thinking black people can't get it, then Rudy got it. Me remember Rudy Gobert's French, and I was like, that just changes, and he's like black, like what? Yeah, but um, <laughs> nah, Idris got that joint, so now I yeah, know there you go. Idris yeah. got it. Donovan got it. Is it no? Idris is uh, he, he British, right? So we good. We still good, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, but he's right. Idris, dog. It doesn't matter. After he was in the wire, <laughs> like he counts. He was <laughs> in the wire. <laughs> like yeah, my son, my son, my son, Stringer Bell. Bro, got he got that joint. he made he got his role in the wire, pretending to be American. So that's crazy. Yeah, pretending, not real. So we still oh, good. God. He sound more American than most Americans. I'm not going to hold you. I'm out. Huh? Oh, wait. But Christian Wood, sorry. If Christian Wood got it, then then he can get it. Shit. Oh, my God. Y'all are ridiculous. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing. Like, so many people are asymptomatic. I mean, y'all, I've been super on this. We don't need to panic, and we don't stop buying toilet paper. Fucking idiots. For a respiratory problem. And save some chicken for niggas at the grocery stores, man. <laughs> There's no chicken at the grocery store, bro. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's very fucked up. Yeah, but um, honestly, this whole social distancing thing, like, I was annoyed by it. Now, I'm the only reason why I'm upset now is because all my volleyball plays got canceled, so I have nothing to do. But literally, us, we're part of the healthy population. Like, as much as it won't bother us, we got to think of other people that it will. Yep. Like, I'm living in a crib where my parents are technically part of the at-risk population. So, it's things like that. Like, be safe, guys. And I don't know how much longer you want to spend on that, Rona. Because there is actually some saving grace sports news. Thank God for the NFL. Thank God for, them. Thank God for the NFL. Like, uh, f- the free agency, whatever period you want to call it, really started. And it started with a fucking bang. We had 
some signings. We had some ridiculous fucking trades. This has been great. So if you guys don't know, we record on Tuesdays. So the first thing when we woke up, well, I don't. You guys were probably up when I woke up. Was the fucking Tom Brady thing, which I called it. I told y'all this is just me again, letting y'all know that y'all should listen to this podcast <laughs> because we be saying shit before it happens, especially me. Hey, I said it. People are like, "Why would he leave?" Tom must prove he can win without Bill. Also, Bill's a fucking savage. Why wouldn't they sign him? Bill's a savage. He knows that Tom isn't giving any giving him anything that he can't get somewhere else right now. The last season was rough. That defense carried him. He is not mobile. He needs another quarterback that can just game manage for him so they don't need anything crazy and they can get him cheaper. That's it. That's the end of the period. Tom Brady said he got to go. Time for him to start a new chapter. Patriots didn't even give him an offer. Listen to this podcast, y'all. Tell your friends. Tell a friend and tell a friend because I'm spitting straight facts. All I'm saying is this, right? Is that... Looking, looking from at the, on the outside, looking in, seeing that um, that the Patriots didn't even offer Tom a contract. Why, if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the San Diego Chargers, I'm gonna offer a 43 year old quarterback a a, a contract? Because what is he's not taking taking them to the promised land? We saw, and I'm not even, and y'all already know my thoughts on Brady. I think he's the gold. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. But if you go off of this past season, he was not a much. He didn't. He ain't have great great weapons in his defense, but at the same time, he wasn't making great throws either. We know that the defense. He's the real washed king. Yeah, not nah, real real life real life though. But I mean, if you watch that forty three, then you know you did something. You was doing something oh, right. Oh, for though. sure, yeah. for sure. But um, yeah. I mean, you throw him on Tampa Bay. Yeah, he got more weapons, but you you tell you telling me he gonna air it out to Chris Godwin thirty plus yards down the yeah, field? Yeah, with that fucking offensive line. It, it's like you know what I'm saying. Jameis was really making something something out of nothing. Now I'm not saying that Jameis was great because you know the turnovers and shit, definitely not Jameis a good look. Pats. But Jameis was J- Jameis was airing that thing out. Yo, at the end of the day, I the reason why I said before, which now that we know that it's not going to happen, was that the Raiders are going to sign him is because it just seemed like a John Gruden ass move to make. Not really the smartest decision, but it's a sexy name and something that you think. Something you feel like the Raiders would try and do, especially starting in a new city. And honestly, there is still time because they can trade Derek Carr. We don't know. They can cut him. We don't know what's going to happen over there. So there is still time. They have Mariota, but as far as now, we don't know if Mariota's going to start. But I can see the Chargers doing it now. I would hope that they'd be smarter. But then again, they kept Philip Rivers that long. So, yep. Um, It's, I don't know. Tampa Bay is another team. You can see them doing it just because it's haven't been the best franchises, you know? But, I don't see why. I think um, I want Jameis to go to another team. Yeah, I would too. love to see Jameis, like what Belichick would do to Jameis. Oh. I said that before because that would be super fun to watch. Yeah, and now Jameis got his eyesight corrected. Yep. So uh, maybe he'll throw less picks. But that, like, it would just be dope. If not, like, I mean, I'm still, I see them tagging him. But where does Tom go? I mean, they're, the rumors right now are the, the Chargers, which I can see them doing it because they feel like, oh, this is our window or whatever. Try and keep Melvin Gordon for cheap, even though apparently he's on the block as well. This is a, this has been a fun couple of days. Like, the saving grace for sure in this whole NFL thing. Any uh, thoughts on Tom, JT? Uh, yeah, thank freaking God he's out of my life. 
my gosh. Yeah, this like, is an end of an era for JC right now. This is yeah. great. It's been the past 20 years, bro. 20 years he's been terrorizing your division. And now... It's, it's weird because, like, I've only known Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like, since I started watching football when I was like... Yeah, I'm still going to get clapped up by the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, well, well, no. No. Um, but it's gonna be yeah. the Dolphins. The Dolphins gonna be the next team that clap y'all up a little oh bit. Oh my god, yeah. Two about to destroy the, y'all. Dolphin Dolphins my sleeper team for this next for the for next the year, division? by the way. Yeah, nah, no funny shit. Mm. Only the only thing I'm scared about with the Dolphins, right? The Dolphins are kind of having a similar offseason like the Jets had last year. And granted, like there's a lot of things that went wrong with the Jets, but you see all these big signings and these 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 shiny new toys. But how many times have we seen like a team win the offseason? And then underperformed. Yeah, like the Browns. We, Perfect example. Yeah. Yeah, like the Browns. Yeah, the Browns. But Baker Perfect. also played like trash, and their coaching situation was trash. And but also the Jets' coaching situation is trash. And out of those three teams, Brian Flores is the best coach. So but I'm, I'm thinking in general, like oh yeah, for sure, for sure. How many how many teams win the offseason but don't end up winning like where you're going for yeah. that year? So that's the only thing I'm afraid of. I mean, I really like Brian Flores. Shout out Black Coach. Yep. But. You know, I don't know. It's, and then still, they, their, their quarterback situation still needs to get fixed up. I mean, I would think they're going to get two of but who knows? Who, who knows what get, might happen? Yeah, if they don't get two of us. I don't know. It's, it's going to be fun. The division is kind of more open now. It's still not really that open just because the Patriots were carried by their defense last year, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, the defense is still going to be but, good. Um, and they still have the, you know, they still have Belichick, so there's that. But... It's it's definitely gonna be more fun to watch, but also with the Dolphins at the same time, it's their first real rebuild year. Last year, everyone wanted to be traded after the first game, so they went into full rebuild mode and still won more games than we thought they would. Yep, they so, over they overperformed absolutely. So if, if you're giving them a full rebuild, like they have a good offseason, they still have their draft picks. We're really gonna see what happens there. Yeah, shout out. So to they're their... they're set up for the future well right now. Yeah. So shout I mean, out to hey. the, shout out to their front office because they've been they've been doing everything right. They got a lineman. They got Van Noy. They got they they shine they signed um uh Byron Jones from the Cowboys all great great additions and on top of that they have three first round draft picks this this, this yeah. draft that's that's really the 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 kicker for me is that even with all of these good moves it wouldn't even make a difference if they didn't have these draft picks in which they're probably gonna draft a quarterback a lineman and they could draft a skill position or a cornerback yeah. or do whatever yeah they might get another uh, receiver to like to a girl with a weapon maybe yep. So. And for and for all we know, maybe say so. Here's a here's another possibility. Say that they don't draft two. Say say well I, well obviously Teddy Bridgewater is with the Panthers now, which we'll get into. But say they get an, a one of one of the free agent quarterbacks. You know. Yeah. So it's gonna be tough to see to, to see what happens. They what have options, but these are the other Florida team. Yeah. Or what if Cam gets traded to the Dolphins? Ooh. You know, this is all these are all possibilities. And this is uh, this is fun. I love it. Yeah. Love to see it. The NFL being, I mean, the NFL is usually more open anyway, but yeah. even more open. Like you have teams like that. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of new toys, oof, let's talk about how bad this team's front office is, because, like, literally right after we see this fucking Stefan Diggs trade, which was a great oh, trade. Man. Oh and man! And it's just like you have pretty much the best wide receiver in the NFL. Getting traded for an injury-prone, albeit productive back, and a second and a fifth rounder? That ain't right. What the fuck is this? That ain't right. Like, all the tweets are literally like, oh, this is what Diggs got traded for. This is what Hopkins got traded for. And yes, that's it. 
Like, I want to find, um, there was one that was just talking about player A and player B, and it's honestly ridiculous. And to me, it's like, not only is Hop worth more just because he's a better player, and this isn't no shade of Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is a very good wide receiver, but he's not Hop. And at the same time, this is someone who's still in their prime and also has a way more team-friendly contract. The Bills are going to have to pay Diggs. Yep. That's part of the reason why he's unhappy. They're going to have to pay him. Yep. yep. And yep. it's just like, for a team like the Texans who's trying to put something together, for them to trade away weapons like that, like, what the fuck is Deshaun supposed to do? And it's not even get, like, I, I thought you could get a first for fucking hop. Like, are you kidding me? You if Minka Fitzpatrick got you a first, you're telling me you the best wide receiver in the NFL can't? You got to get a first in that situation. Ridiculous. You got to get a first. If you can trade Laramie Tunsil and give up a first, there's no reason why you can't oh, trade yeah. De- DeAndre Hopkins and and get a first. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. But um, I, I have a few opinions on this. My first one is that Bill O'Brien needs to stick to coaching and get the fuck out of the front office because there's no way. So my unpopular opinion is that I understand why DeAndre Hopkins got traded. And that's going to sound crazy to some people, but you got to think. Look at every team this past year that's paying a receiver over $20 million. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. They're paying Julio over $20 million. Look at what their record was last year. Look at the Saints that flopped in the playoffs in the first in the first round. Or the first the first round to the Vikings paying Michael Thomas over twenty million dollars. Look at the Dallas Cowboys that just gave Amari Cooper twenty million dollars and hasn't and didn't even have a hundred yard game on the on on the road this pat this past season. Oh, I I understand he was hurt, but if you out there, you got you got to play. He got held on zero by Stephon Gilmore. This is who you're giving twenty million dollars to. Now I get it. Now DeAndre Hopkins, he's a different story. He's proven he's a he's a generational talent, but at the same time, he he wants a new contract. You see, he sees what Michael Thomas, Julio Jones is getting paid, and arguably he's more productive than the both of them. Maybe not. Depends on your opinion. But the Texans, do you want to pay? Do you want to pay him? Uh, I don't know. Is is did 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 DeAndre Hopkins win that game for them against the Bills this past this past season, or was or did? Was that Deshaun Watson putting a team on his back? What's really what's really gonna happen when you're gonna have to pay all all of these linemen? When you're gonna have to pay Deshaun Watson? I'll tell you what. That's I, I agree with you that there is definitely a case for him getting traded. Yes. And I think it's wild that the headlines were, oh, he might like they're looking at offers and then was he's traded pretty much right after. Yep. There definitely is a case we made for that. He's twenty seven. Um, that's for, especially for a skill position. Uh, I'm gonna talk about it. Yeah, in a second. Especially for a skill position that is a little bit older, but it's like they should have got more. If you're trading him, that's fine. You make valid points. I will say, though, on your your points about the teams who paid their wide receivers, mm-hmm. there's definitely other factors that have gone into why they've lost. Okay. So, like, Dax Average. The 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 Falcons have been a shit show all year, and we think it one it, it may be coaching because since Shanahan was gone, the offensive has been, like, weird. Yeah. Um, who are you talking about getting paid? Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. The Saints just shit the bed. Like offer like Drew Brees didn't have a good game. There's a lot of there's a lot going on in those situations. That's my only thing. I do agree with you though on paying wide receivers. But if you're talking about someone who would be worth it, I would say DeAndre Hopkins is worth it. Yeah. The only thing is that if you're gonna trade someone, like you said, a generational talent, you need to get more in return. I agree. And I do have that tweet um with the numbers up. Mm-hmm. It's from uh, Stat Muse. Player A last three seasons in 46 games had 4,115 receiving yards. 31 receiving touchdowns, 315 catches. 
Player B last three seasons, 44 games, 3,000 receiving yards, 23 receiving touchdowns, 229 catches. Player A was trading for a running back, a second, and a fourth. Player B was traded for a first, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. It's not, it's, it's, it's terrible. Now, what I will say is that even though I understand why DeAndre Hopkins got, got traded, I don't think it was a good trade at all. Because if you're going to trade somebody like that, you need to get what you what you got in return for Stephon Dix. We thought the Jaguars were out here going, like, ballistic on this fire sale, like, just fucking everything up. The Texans were just like, nah, I, I can do this better. Yeah, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Which is hence why I said Bill O'Brien needs to just stick to coaching and not the the, GM, the the general managing position because two moves that really stuck out for me that he made for the Texans was the Laramie Tunsil trade and, and Kenny Stills trade, which, I mean, they gave up a first round for the both of them, but you got, in return, a left tackle that led the league in false starts this, this past season. You know what I'm saying? Kenny Stills was all right, so I think that was a good pickup. But this whole DeAndre Hopkins trade, you got to get more. You got to get at least a first. You get at least a first for DeAndre Hopkins. All right, I can make as a soon case. as I saw he was available, I was like, I wonder if the Ravens can trade a first. Yeah, and then this man gets traded for a second. If I'm a team that a needs fourth? a re- if I'm a team that needs a receiver, what? If I'm the Jets, hell yeah, I give up a second and a fourth in Le'Veon Bell for that. What? You serious, brother? Same, same thing. Same thing with the Eagles. The Eagles shit gave up a second and a, and a, and a fourth. Oh, for the, the Eagles should have been in on that. It, oh it, my god, the Eagles should have got something. And that's a whole different conversation. How he's fucking up right now because <laughs> you got Stephon Diggs that just got traded, and you got DeAndre Hopkins that just got traded. You all still ain't get a receiver. Come on, bro. Y'all still got Aguilar. Yeah, but I mean, with all this shit about uh, the Texans and JT, I will give you a second. I mean, shout out to the Cardinals. Because great fucking move on them. Yeah. Fleecing. And now you get a veteran number one option wide receiver to pair with their, your young um, quarterback. So that offense, they just got to like make sure that line's developed because they got they have the weapons. Yeah. All right. Let, let's let JT talk. We were kind of on, on a roll there. <laughs> Justin, I don't know what's yeah. happening today, bro. The chem- the, me and John in the studio, man. Yeah, it's bro. like, yeah, I don't know. You got to get back it's over like, here, man. It's fire in the booth right now, dog. Big facts. It's like Stockton and Malone over there. Oh yeah. my gosh. You know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's I'm, what Bill O'Brien is, is showing clearly is that you need checks and balances in on a football team. And you can't have your head coach also be the GM. It just, it's just not going to work out like that. How the Cardinals got away with this is just murder. I mean, they literally got away. Robbery. Dude, who's Someone's I, taking I some money I on the side or something? This is fucking wild. Well, you know what's crazy though, right? Two years ago, like probably like yeah, two or three years ago, this would have been. I think it would have been probably a fair trade because it would have been David Johnson, Johnson yeah. coming off of his like like you know career year. But now you have a, a David Johnson who's coming off of injury after injury, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember the last time he played sixteen games in the season. I think. You know, three years ago, and now the season's longer. <laughs> yeah, right. longer. Like, running backs have a wear and tear on them, as we all know. They only have a shelf life of about what six years at most in their prime. Yeah, like, I just I, I don't get it. How Stephon Diggs was able to to pull in, and don't get me wrong, I love Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. I really wish the Jets would have gotten him, but how he could have commanded all of those picks, I, I just I, I'm I'm confused. I really like it's just really honestly just my. It's mind-boggling right now. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But what what no, I will I, say about David Johnson, at least, 
is that he got a couple more years on his contract. Um, he's only 28 years old. So, I mean, is there upside potentially in the, in this deal? Yes. Do I think it's going to work out? No. I don't think it's, it's going to work out. Because what second and fourth rounder are you going to draft? Mind you, this is a very deep draft, so there might be something. Are you going to get that was a better They're return than— this year, though. Than, well, what, well, fourth will be next year. Second yeah. is second. The second is this year, but basically, basically for in the in the short term, it's a second round pick this year and David Johnson for uh, for D Hop. I don't know what the return on that is really. And even really if he like. has a good season, I don't see it still panning out because the rest of the offense. So now, Kenny Stills or Will Fuller is your number one option. We know Will Fuller has injury problems. Yep, exactly. Like, I just don't. I just I don't get it. There's. Even like, dude, David Johnson's gonna have a great fucking year, and they still won't be good. Also, damn, Justin. Now, like with that that stuff on Dick's trade, y'all really got no hope because now the rest of that division is starting to become a little more balanced. Yeah. Do you do you forget who the quarterback is in Buffalo though? I know, but like, hey, at least Josh y'all, Allen got better every y'all, game. I'm about one. to say, please Two, put some respect on my boy Joshim. He got <laughs> he got he got better every game, and then also that defense is legit. So that's part of it. Now, to me, it's just that division isn't as top-heavy as it used to be with Brady leaving. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots are still going to be good, but now the other teams are getting better, and you guys are, you know, the Jets. What I will say, though, is that it's going to be a lot of pressure on the Jets to either draft a receiver or to to sign a a number one receiver. Because think about the cornerbacks in your division now, Mm because you got two first-team All-Pros, Tredavious White and Stephon Gilmore, and, and now you got Byron Jones, who's a pro bowler this year. I mean... Definitely tough, and I feel like Amari Cooper probably would have been a good option for you guys to have signed. Would you, is is paying him twenty million dollars worth it? Absolutely not. I I don't think paying any receiver twenty million dollars is worth it. Does he deserve it? I mean, yeah, for sure you can make an argument, but I I think y'all better off spending y'all money somewhere else. But y'all do need to sign a receiver. Uh, I mean, yeah, and that's that's, the, that's where the whole Robbie Anderson thing comes into play. Yeah, I think uh, the Jets need to draft offensive line with their first pick. I don't like. It doesn't matter, like specifically a, a left tackle. Yeah, we just signed. We just signed uh, Fant, uh, George Fant from the Seahawks. So that's decent, but he's de- He's only decent, like at best. I yeah. talked to my friend, a Seahawks fan. And he was like, "Yeah, he's decent at best." Yeah, he so wasn't. Like, even, right, he wasn't. He didn't even start the whole season for them. He was more so like their rotation lineman. Yeah, and he was coming off of an ACL injury in 2018. So mm-hmm. it's not even like it was that great of a signing. I mean, it's. it's small deal but you know it is what it is but yeah it's this the AFC is going to be interesting this year it will yeah i like i'm mad excited to watch y'all division first time in forever yeah the afc is kind of lit division so it's okay you got to repeat that sam darnold is still the best quarterback in that division though uh not if james gets signed to the patriots yeah about to say not if james gets signed um, well, right now, okay, as it stands today on March, what's today? March 16th, 17th? Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, today, is, as it stands on March 17th, yes, um, he would be. Damn, Miles, you should have broke Lent for this corona thing, and we should have just got drunk and did this podcast. Oh, man. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Fuck it. <laughs> the world's ending anyway, right? Yeah, you're right. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> go out how we go out, you know? It is what it is. What it is. Uh, what other signings happened? Um, so let's see. Well, the Giants we signed um, uh, James, we uh not James uh Bradbury from the from the from the Panthers. I thought for all my Giants fans that's listening out there, I think it's a pretty good signing. We also signed uh Blake Blake Martinez from the from the Packers. 
Both of these signings is cool because we just need some veteran leadership on defense. And I, I feel like that word gets thrown up, that phrase gets thrown around a lot. But it makes a difference. Yeah, it definitely Absolutely. does. You think about think about it like this, right? Do what I want. Y'all tagged Leonard Williams too. Tag right? Oh God. But I mean we had to. I mean, we mm-hmm. traded a, we traded all a second round pick for him. So he, we had to keep him around to at least see what he could what he was gonna do. Whatever. I guess we'll see how that pans out. But in terms of um Bradbury and Blake Martinez, Blake Martinez played on a on a Packers team that was very solid for a while. And I mean this defense was their defense was pretty decent this past season. Yeah. So we'll see what's up with him. And in terms of Bradbury, you gotta think this is a dude that was lining up against Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, Michael Thomas, and um who am I missing? And Julio Jones for six games in the season in a season. So does he have experience guarding number one number one receivers? Definitely does. So I think that's gonna help our very young secondary, Ju- Julian Love and uh DeAndre Baker, who definitely needs to make great strides from year one to year two. And I'm not really concerned about Baker for as much as people people are making it about um him not being that good or him being sucky his first year. Cause corner is such a year by year position. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like it's hard to be a Revis or a Stephon Gilmore that where you're good for years at a time, you know. So We'll see, man. All I'm asking for is improvement. We'll see what happens in the draft. Uh, Justin, y'all, you already said y'all need to draft a lineman. I, I'm, I'm right here with y'all. I think at um, where we stand in the draft. Yeah, y'all need four. to protect that man yeah, before we, he end up like Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's a fact. Need to protect Donald. Need need to protect uh, Danny Doms. So, um, but yeah, that's where I stand on that. Yeah. Um. And I mean, on my end, the Ravens have made some solid moves. I feel like it hasn't been. I would say a flash. Yes. I mean, Calais Campbell's big because I was a Pro Bowler last year. And the way he'll be utilized in Ravens offense is good. And I saw something from an account, which, you know, Ravens, like, I think it was from the Ravens uh, website. Their whole thing is you got to try and do a positive spin on just about every move. But they do call out shit sometimes, too, which is good. But they're talking about this draft is so deep in skill positions. But at the same time, like, the veteran moves that they've made, they're like, it's probably better that they're making those moves and signing them to team-friendly deals than some of the... um like them trying to build through the draft and see what you get. Yeah. Because I mean, they we, have built through the draft. They have a lot of good young players, but then also now they're adding those couple extra veterans. Yeah. Like, the, the crazy thing is that they've turned one trade into two Pro Bowlers. Mm-hmm. So it was one trade, like, um a couple of seasons ago, and they managed to turn into um Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters. and now Calais Campbell. Yep. So I think that's big. And then the the other signings they've been of just kind of filling in depth with those veterans. And then we saw how great that worked for them. They signed people like basically off the street who had really productive years. Yeah. So there's that. They franchise tag Judon, which I saw that was coming too. Um, the good thing about Judon is Judon wants to be there. So, I mean, it is, you know, it's a business we know. He's probably going to get some wild ass off from someone at some point, And there still has a chance to trade him. But if he stays, he's going to play. You know what I mean? He's not one of those people who's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to sit out taking my money. Like, right. he really fucks the Ravens. Like, literally last season, he goes, I wish we could have had the exact same team as last year. Like, and as much as you can say, oh, he should say that, you you don't have to say that. And a lot of people don't. But he's happy. Everyone loves him. I love the culture that they're building right now. And um, they've made some, like, solid moves. Like, I... um. I forgot their names, but they just signed a couple more linebackers and stuff like that. We're really going to see what the draft turns into. So it's really wide open. Uh, that Them trading Hayden Hurst and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I'm okay with. Like, yeah, I'm happy for him because now he'll be able to get a bigger role because he was like after the injury first year, he came on great last year. But it's just the tight end position is so deep over there. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And now he'll, with Hooper gone, he'll uh, definitely get more... And then with that, like, dude, the Browns, 
signing Hooper. We just That's need to tough. see what uh, now we're really gonna see what Baker's made of. Yeah. Sophomore slump two years over. He had a good rookie year. They have tape on him. And hopefully, you know, they they are gonna have a new coach. So we're really gonna see what Baker's made of. I'm a Baker fan, so I hope they have success. They're just you know, just not more than the Ravens. So Yeah, I really like the Hooper signing for um for the Browns. I mean, I think Hooper would, probably would have had a thousand yard season this year had he not gotten hurt in the middle of, in the middle of the season because he was already training up. And outside of the top three tight ends being um, what's it called, Kelsey Ertz and um, homie on the Forty ers Why am I blanking on his name? George Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. Go. Um, yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Yeah, me either. My son, my son, nice. I fucking love George. Yeah, Kittle I love, too. I love, I love my son. He be blocking this shit. But yeah, um, outside of him, he uh, leads. Every other tight end in the, in the NFL and receptions and shit. So, you know, I thought I like I like Hooper, one of my one of my fantasy tight ends too, very reliable. And yeah, um, just some other stuff around the league right now. Uh, the Panthers signed Teddy Bridgewater. What's y'all thoughts? Cool. And now it's just I I honestly wanted Matt Rule to have a year with Cam. Yep. With that Bridgewater signing, it's definitely not gonna happen. And now we're gonna see where he gets traded. And if he's right about his annoying ass tweet with those letters um then his agent might have just fucked it up because now he might get traded to a worse situation per se we don't know mm-hmm. but i mean he might i i think a change of scenery will do him good i think uh matt rule having bridgewater is huge like i just I, y'all know how we feel about matt rule on this podcast love to see it yep but um it's gonna be fun man that's I, i'm cool with that and they're talking about well Mariota got signed to the raiders so we don't know if he's starting Derek Carr's still there I honestly don't think Derek Carr is gonna stay there. If Case Keenum left, you know what I mean. I just, yeah. Derek Carr hasn't had good enough years. I feel like to have a lock-in starting position, I could see him getting traded somewhere. Like, hey, if the Dolphins don't end with the quarterback, do they make a move? And he may be able to get him for not a lot. Like I said earlier, there's still a chance that Tom Grady goes there. We don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, Belichick will probably do something with Derek Carr, even though I want Winston to go there. Ooh, another one, another trade that we didn't even talk about. That's relatively big on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, when the 49ers traded uh, DeForest Buckner to the Colts for a first rounder, and he's only twenty five too. I didn't he's know he's young, yeah, bro. That's, but a, that's here, a good move. Here's the here's the thing though. This is why this is why the NFL, and this is what I realized this year mm-hmm. when uh, w- with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. You got to think. The reason why I feel like teams are able to to build for champ- championship teams is because money is like spread out evenly. It's not one person making a ridiculous amount of money and then everybody else kind of is left to figure it out. Because salary cap, obviously, you know, that's how football football is. And there's so many players on the team. Imagine how much less. And I and think and think about it. Like the Chiefs didn't even have the best defense in the league. They just had they had an okay defense, but a really a really elite they just, offense. They they turned up at the right time. Right for sure. But I'm saying, imagine how much less they would have had if Patrick Mahomes had his actual contract right now. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Patrick Mahomes was making the forty million that he deservedly deserves to get paid. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Him still being on his rookie deal. That's why the emphasis is put on players with uh teams winning with quarterbacks that are younger. Mm-hmm. Or like earlier, if that makes sense. So I think this is kind of five years of team control. Well, exactly. That's it. Yep. And this is a reverse situation. I think the 49ers was probably thinking, "Yo, we just don't want to pay DeForest Buckner." And as good as he was, and he was uh, what you call it? I'm pretty sure he's a pro. he was no, he was all pro this year. Um, They're still trusting their defensive coordinator to make someone else a star. Yep. John took the words right out of my mouth. So, 
And I think that that's just the way the, the way the league is trying to find the next thing because even when you pay people, it's not a guarantee. Think about think about it like this: Aaron Donald, who's the highest paid defensive tackle in the league, he had a he had a down year. Know what I'm saying? You can make an argument that DeForest Buckner, who wasn't making that, ma- making his shut him down. Yeah, he <laughs> that DeForest Buckner had a better had a better season than Aaron Donald. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough to really say. And even and me saying Aaron Donald had a bad year, he still was really great. Don't get me exactly. wrong. I'm just saying, you know, it's re- it's all relative. He had a down year for him. Yep. So, um, also yeah. going to the Colts. The the rumors are Rivers might go to the Colts. Mm. I don't care about Philip Rivers. I'm seeing like it's basically a done deal. Yeah. Uh, they just haven't been like officially reported, but all indications are saying he's going to go to the Colts. I feel like I don't know. I feel like what's, to me, what's different about that situation? He's going to a team with like a pretty solid defense, and then he has a weapon or two. Like what's What's new about a situation? It's just not in California. It's about it. Yep. I don't think, and I feel like they're going to give him some wild-ass deal. Speaking of, Ryan Tannehill is not worth the four-year deal getting paid around $30 million. All right, wait. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's so crazy that there's been so much stuff that I, I kind of almost forget to mention, this this Tannehill, Derek Henry thing, and also... um. That getting franchised, I think that's something he that... He has some weird franchise tag. Right? Yeah, he had an exclusive franchise tag. All right, so that situation, normal quarterback franchise tag would allow him to make $26 million this year. But I think because it's exclusive, which he doesn't have to sign until July 15th, they still have time to like actually get to get to the bottom of a deal. But this one allows him to get paid $32 million. I found this out last night. But um, He shouldn't be getting paid more than 30 <laughs> I mean, ugh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, reports were saying that you know they reached out to try and like get a deal done, but I mean, obviously they couldn't. Dude, didn't come they to offer him thirty three a year? That's what they, isn't that, that what we that's were talking what, about that, last that, week? That was what we were talking about last week. Which is, but that's but that's what ridiculous. they're saying. That's what they're saying. It's like that's that's what reports he are saying. He really thinks he's like, worth more than thirty three a year. Well, this is he, blasphemous. He didn't sign the, the franchise tag. He just got the he just got the tender. That is blasphemous. Yeah, nah. I mean, I I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that. Yeah, that's just what the offer was. And I mean, they have until July 15th to figure out a long-term deal. So I think we're just going to be left in suspense to figure out whether or not he actually going to get a crazy amount of money. Well, guess what? Regardless of what he gets paid, if he's still on the Cowboys, it's another year of mediocrity. I mean, I don't know. They Y'all might... can quote me on that. I don't know. I I, I spoke my piece on, on, on Dak too much. But... Anyways, what what what's y'all take on this whole Tan- Tannehill and Derrick Henry situation? JT, why don't you start it? Uh, it's interesting. Like Tannehill, I never thought was garbage. You know, he yeah. just didn't. He just got a bad rap. He just had a bad rap in Miami. Didn't have. He had Adam Gase, and he had Adam Gase as a coach, so he never really. And he was hurt, so he never really got to like. I think last year was when we really saw like, okay, Tannehill can really be a, you know. Middle of the pack, maybe a little above average quarterback. Like Dak. Um, mm, like Dak. I was better than Dak last year. Oh, he was better than I, Dak last year in the, no, the he time was, that he played. I was the contract, though. I was, I was a little interesting. The figures were interesting, but I get it because of how he played down the stretch. Derrick Henry, though, I mean, you talk about like the life and blood of that team. Yeah. Like, yes, Mike was like the. He was the general of that, and he rounded the troops. But, I mean, come on. They don't do anything. And as well as Tannehill played, they don't do anything without Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am very, very 
not, I can't really say surprise because it makes sense from a business standpoint. It does but you're but you're so but you're so you're so hand t- you know you're locked up. Your hands are tied when it comes to running backs in this league because we've seen time and time again you give the big contract to the running back. They might do well for one year, maybe the first two years of that contract, but they just fall off a cliff afterwards. And I get why they would, you know, just want to see another year, just like, all right, you know, let's see what you got. What can you do for us? Because his workload was was ridiculous last year, if I remember correctly. I mean, yeah, he, led, he, led, he led the league in rushing. So it's the type of back he is. You got to know what you're. And you know. even in the playoffs, in those first two games, he had like, I think, 60 carries combined. He won the game. At the end of the day, he won those. Um, you can't... My thing is, yes, I agree with the whole running back thing, and that's that's the case to not pay him. My thing is, if you're waiting another year, you're not going to want to pay him again. I just feel like, if anything, give him a lot of money for a shorter-term deal. But, like, with this Tannehill thing, four fucking years? He's, what, 32 31, he turns 32 this year, no I think. No he's that old. He, I mean, he's been in a league, uh, he's been a league dude, a little I think bit. He, I think he just turns 32 this year. But um, we'll I just out. don't, like, I said before, I think they should have signed him to a two, maybe a three-year deal, and then maybe draft a young quarterback to really be the future. But four years off of a second half of a season? Yeah, John's right. Like, he's 31. Tyron Matthew really said it. You know what I mean? Like, like you know. Turning 32. Like, wow. Not, not trying to hate on on Tannehill getting paid, but like for them to not pay Derrick Henry and then give this man a four-year deal based off half a season's work where in the playoffs he did nothing more than game manage. Uh, see, that's where I... All right, continue, and then we'll talk. Because I don't... Like I said, I don't have... Like, if you're going to pay him, that's fine. But four years based on half a season, well, that's, that's crazy. I mean, really- now, now, here... All right, my fault, Justin. I don't want to cut you off, but here's my thing with Tannehill. All right. My what what do you what do you always say 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 about that about about good until we, you need to be great. All right, now that's now that's what now that's my tar, my argument with Tannehill is that the team was bad, like the team sucked yeah. at one point, and when they made the change from from Mario to the Tannehill, I really don't think that anybody thought that they were gonna make it to the AFC Championship at that point. And even though they snuck into snuck into the playoffs, what you gotta understand is with Tannehill. Is he put himself in a position where he where where he he put himself in a position where he only had to game manage in the in a wild card in the divisional round of the playoffs. So now while he didn't do much in either of those games, and I'm perfectly acknowledging that, you gotta look back at the games when they beat the when they beat the Raiders, who was a 500 team at that time. When they beat the Colts, that was that was a game a game over 500 at that time. When they even beat the Chiefs. You know I what agree I'm with you, but, but, to, I, but right, finish, finish. Yeah, yeah nah. my bad. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is this: is that Tannehill. I will say that you you make the argument of whether Derrick Henry deserved to get paid or whether not. But we see what what wins what what win what wins championships. It's pat it's pass rushing, it's coaching, and it's quarterbacking. It's qu- it's quarterbacking, running running backs and wide receivers as su- as mm-hmm. sucky as it sounds are repla- are replaceable every year. You know what I'm saying? Think about. How much the team dynamic changed once Tannehill got, got uh became the starting quarterback. AJ Brown started killing, became a fantasy fantasy nightmare those last four 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 weeks. Every every everybody had him. Think about how much Derrick Henry improved from the beginning of the season to when Tannehill Tannehill started. Mind you, second half of last season he was killing too. So I'm I'm not taking anything anything away from the man. But all I'm saying is that to say that Ryan Tannehill didn't deserve the contract that he got, he played his way into that. 
to me, this is shades of Brock Osweiler. Okay. And that's what I feel like is, is going to happen. I, I, again, I'm agreeing with you. He played well. Yeah. I don't think he played well enough for four years. Four years at 32? Four years at 32 yeah. for a game-managing quarterback. You're talking about someone who still relies somewhat on mobility. And then at 36, you're telling me he's still going to be moving the same? So that's know. one thing. At two, at 30, yeah. at 35, 36, Derrick Henry's probably not going to be there. Him getting tagged leads him to either be traded later on if they don't want to pay him, or even if they do pay him, then the, the probability of him falling off is going to be higher. Yeah. So you're not going to have that back anymore. Part of the reason... Part of the reason why Derrick Henry had a better season and why things went on towards the end of last season once the switch happened is because the passing game opened up. Yep. That's football 101. That's part of the reason why the Ravens shit the bed in the playoffs was because they didn't let the running game, which stopped the passing game, but like goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. But like, I just can't see you justifying four years to a 32-year-old quarterback off of half a season. That's why I feel like it's going to be Brock Osweiler, and Brock Osweiler was younger than that. Right. Justin? And I think he's better than Brock Osweiler, but like, just it's just a nightmare contract to me. I mean, I agree that four years is a lot. I'd probably be, I'd, I'd be more comfortable with three years. Two or three. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, it's not, he didn't really play half a season. He played majority of the season. Yeah. Played in 12 Two-thirds. games. I mean, that's, I mean, but hey, so I mean, but by that logic, I have to, you know. Two thirds in the playoffs, he didn't really do much. So I, so, I but he, but he so was for in, four years, dude, he was in a position Arnold. where he didn't have to. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like in, in situations like that, he had to win the, in, at the end. You got it. You got to repeat it. No, I'm saying like their team isn't built for for them to have a quarterback that needs to go out and throw 300 yards every game. They don't need. They don't need that. He was cooking though. He was throwing, and I agree that they didn't need to. But when they did need it, I'm saying, what happened? It, it's and and that's my thing. And I think that's why they were able to come to an agreement on a on a on a deal. Because you got to you, your your thing is John right, Jack. Good until you need him to be great. All right. Well, Tannehill was good, and when you needed him to be great, he stepped up. Obviously, AFC championship, championship they, they lost to the Chiefs, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So they were the best team that year. Mm. But for a, a, a Titans team at 9-7 and seven to sneak into the playoffs, beat the, beat the three seed, and then after that beat another, te- another seed that's higher than them, you know what I'm saying? They, they overachieved. And you can say what you want about Derrick Derek Henry because he, he played great. He played phenomenally in the playoffs and leading up to the playoffs. But... You got to give Tannehill his credit too. And this I, is this I is, am. I just don't think the credit is worth four years. Four years at twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. I get four it. years at twenty nine. Okay. Four years on the wrong side of thirty. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's 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 understand, understandable at the end of the day. But if they feel like this is their guy and they can win with Tannehill, whether he's a game manager or not, because you got to think, even if you are just game managing, but you're winning, nobody's gonna say shit. What happened yeah. at the end of, end of Peyton's career when he was game managing? He was making money. I agree, and he was. But Peyton was also in the debate for the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He had a more he had a bigger resume than Tannehill, that, and that's fair. And that's fair as well. And that's fair as well. And by that time, he was more proven. But at this point, he had a Super Bowl ring already. Well, what was what was what was the tit- Titans gonna do? They was gonna go out and sign sign Brady. It makes no it, no. They it, just it, like, signed him for three years. Yeah, two, three years. Yeah, I, I guess I'm saying if at, by the end of his contract he'll be 35. I mean, you got. 35-year-old quarterbacks playing that playing now. Got 36. 36. Oh yeah, well, July 36. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, how many good quarterbacks play into that? Who's who else is around thirty six? What Joe Flacco? Flacco, Rivers. Well, Brady's trying to get a contract. Yeah, Brady um, has rings. Flacco has won and fell off. Philip Rivers mm. doesn't win games. I mean, but just going off of this one season, he took him. He took a team that shouldn't well, had no business had that had no that had no business even smelling the playoffs into the playoffs into the AFC Championship. Yeah, I agree with you. Three years. That's what. I don't know. It's a philosophical debate. What, what do you? Yeah, what you is saying? my thing is? What is the percentage of quarterbacks above thirty three that have productive careers? But how many quarterbacks in the league would? Uh, ha- All right, that's my point. Uh, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is how many quarterbacks in the league right now have turned a team around and at uh, and. Taking it to the playoffs, all right, whatever. If he just took him to the wild card round and lost, all right. <laughs> Mary Hood won a, wild, then, a playoff game. Then, right. Then, uh, then, all right, it's different. But to the AFC Championship game, bro, you're you're a game away from the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I, I think he des- he deserves it. Four years, all right, cool, whatever. I I, I guess I see, yeah. I see what you're saying. Give him three years. I just know. can't justify giving a player without that big of a resume at that age that long of a contract. Okay. That's that's just my thing. That's fair. I mean, he's been in bad positions though, so I think I, now no, that I now agree. that now that he's in a better position, now we'll really see what Ryan Tannehill is about because mm-hmm. he has my, he has Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I, like as y'all previously mentioned, Adam Gates was his head coach for most of his career, mm-hmm. which led him to the bench, came off the bench, started killing. So I think I think right now he's in a position to succeed. If he succeeds, then we'll see if he really deserves that contract. Mm-hmm. In regards to Henry though, I I said I said I said what I said. I mean, he deserves money, but running backs are not a there's not a position of security in this league. It's not. That's just. That's just. They that's take just, the most wear and tear, and they're the most likely to fall off. Yep. So exactly. It's it's a it's a tough it's a tough commitment. <laughs> pay him for like three years, but you he's saw, not going to agree saw, to that. You saw what happened with Zeke. They, the Cowboys didn't even want to pay Ezekiel Elliott, and he's probably if what whatever line aside, he's probably if not the best, one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, he's top three. Yeah. The thing right now is. It just makes me think about what's gonna happen when Saquon's contract time is coming. The same shit. I'm but I will say Saquon it. is younger. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to paying Saquon, but we are gonna have to pay him though. I mean, I mean I, you, when, we'll find when you, out. When you got a generational talent like that, you gotta pay him. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna depend on how. Or you trade him for a first rounder at least, but that's or a, or a second and a fourth or a second and a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. I guess with that, any other sports stuff we had to cover? I think that was pretty pretty good. We had a nice rhythm going, even though JT watched most of it. It's okay. JT's a fan today. That's fine. I mean, it's all right. You know, we all gotta play. We got we all gotta play different roles. You know, Avery Avery Bradley came off the bench last uh, two weeks ago and dropped twenty four and beat the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes people gotta step up. Some people, you know. It's all right. As, 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 I'm I'm, uh, I'm Chris Chioza to the shit today. So it's all good. <laughs> we'll be back at full strength soon. Yep. But, Hopefully, um, by the time this podcast released, the Giants signed Jadavian Clowney. Hopefully, I'm praying on it. I but, would. Um, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I need it. That would be cool. I for real need it. Yeah. So, let's go into anime book club now. And <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> but uh, this shit is wild. So, we started a new show this week in anime book club, or two weeks ago. But who's counting? Yeah, well, well I mean, we didn't yeah, we didn't I do know. it last I week. Know, nah, yeah. nah, I know, I know. <laughs> if you didn't listen to why Miles doesn't like Cheesecake Factory, go go check that one out. That was a fun episode last week. But this shit right here, we started the show Elfin Lied. 
Uh, it's a short season, and we're, you know, for shows we know nothing about, we're sticking to three episodes a week. You know, this is another one that uh, none of us have seen. Yeah, I mean, that's, just this shit is wild. Mm-hmm. We watched, like I said, we watched episodes one through three, and I just have so many questions. Yeah. Um, summary, show starts out pretty wild. There's a lot of titties. There's a lot of blood. A lot of titties. Hella unnecessary titties. A lot of titties. Like, we, There's we, we, no we, such thing as unnecessary titties. The hell? <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> If you want to go through all of the animes that we've done, and I think it's been four, there's more titties in the first 10 minutes of this uh, of this anime than there is This in... also is a rated MA anime, so there's that. Oh, see? Yeah. But it's... um, Outside of the titties, it's been really, like... it's It's been dope. Like... Yeah. First of all, the carnage is wild. The entire setup, basically, um, it starts out with this, like, it looks like a locked up weapon of a person, and she escapes from this, like, prison research facility type thing, and is just slaughtering people, but you don't really see how or why she's slaughtering people. People are just getting killed. And then she escapes, watches on the beach, normal people find her, regular shit, but the issue is that when she washes up on the beach, she, like, doesn't understand anything. Like she um she has no memory, she can't really speak, and it's like she basically has the mind of a child right now. So the people taking care of her, are like, all right, we can try to take care of her. What are their names again? Um Ko- Kota. Kota and Yuna. Yuna. Yeah. So they're they're cousins, yeah. allegedly. Um and they're <laughs> allegedly. going I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They're going to the same college, so Kota's out here. In this town, his cousin's like, oh, you can stay at basically our vacation home while you're here for school. And then shit gets wild. They find Yuna. Apparently, Kota's sister died. But what it seems is that he was in an accident, a train accident with his dad and his sister. The two of them died. This is what I'm getting. The two of them died in that train accident, and he has amnesia about the whole thing. He believes. He said, oh, my dad died in a car crash, and my sister died of a disease right after. And then we see Yuna talking about, oh, that's what he remembers. They knew each other as kids. They haven't seen each other in about eight years. So on top of that, the lab where this weapon is, her name is Lucy, or as Kota calls her, New. New. <laughs> um, they're trying to get her back. And in the third episode, we find out what she is. So she is an evolved human, or like a mutant, and their characteristic is these horns, and also they have these thing called vectors, which are basically like the hands from ReZero. They're invisible hands. Wow. Great. Yeah. Like, as soon as they're invisible hands that are a part of them, and apparently they can cut things that are really high frequency. Like, they use high frequencies to, to, like, cut things like razors. And that's why if you're in a two-meter radius, everything is sliced up. See, now the thing with newer Lucy is, though, it's like split personality. So if she gets hit in the head, she switches between them. So we've seen, while they're trying to get her back, they send out this whole tactical squad and shit. They track her down, and this one dude who's just, like, bloodthirsty, and he's kind of another, like, he seems like another experiment that to try and make a perfect soldier. He wants to, like, have a duel, and they ends up hitting Lucy in the head. New at the time, she switches back to Lucy and fucks shit up. Yep. The other thing is that since they only have a two meter radius, they can pick shit up and throw it at very fast feats. She destroys him, and then all of a sudden she has a flashback and turns back into new. It's just there's a lot going on. 
I, I'm sure I didn't do a good job summarizing it, but just go watch it. Cause like I have so many questions, like all of a sudden when she switches back to Lucy, she's about to kill Kota. And then all of a sudden has a flashback of him as a kid. So it's like, I have a bunch of theories that I don't know. It's, she also as new, like it got oddly sexual. Cause she like actually Kota bumps her in the titty twice. And then all of a sudden she's like, Oh, touch my titty. And then he's like, did I teach her some weird thing? And Yuna keeps walking in. Also, it seems like Yuna is jealous of girls giving attention to her supposed cousin. That's why I don't really think they're cousins. Cousin. Exactly. Because the way episode Ooh. three ended was her going, do you ever think about fondling my breasts? Um, We're like, huh? And yeah. Star Wars happened. So. Dude, yeah. Like, <laughs> dun, dun, it's some dun, wild dun. shit. Um, it, I, all right. I don't even care if I did a bad job summarizing it. I just want to get you an idea because I don't know where I'm at right now. Yeah, no. My theory is that they died in an accident that was caused by Lucy. That's my theory. Because why else would she have a flashback of Kota crying? It's either they died in an accident that was caused by Lucy or Lucy is his sister. Yeah. Those are my two theories. Because she has a memory of him. She's also f- like wild, like everything... It's the show is blood and titties and a compelling plot line and there might be incest. And um before I let you guys go, because I've definitely said enough, I just want to read you guys. Um I looked up when it came out, and then they had like a little blurb that's just kind of a summary on Wikipedia. But it doesn't have any spoilers or anything. I just want to read you guys what uh what they said. The series title is German as well as Dutch for Elves Song, or more formally, Song of the Elves, and takes its name from the song Elfenlied, which is featured in the story. I'm going to say Elfin Lead. Elfin Lead involves themes of social alienation, identity, prejudice, revenge, abuse, jealousy, regret, and the value of humanity. So this seems like it's going to be a, a denser show. It's one that we definitely got to not just take it face value. But with all these themes, like, I'm really looking forward to this one. And, uh, yeah, we got another kind of dark one, but I guess it's lightened up by the titties. Yeah, a little bit. But, Yeah. Nah, um, you guys go ahead. Nah, for sure. Um, this joint, you know what it reminds me of a little bit. It kind of reminds me of the Iron Giant. I don't know if y'all. Oh, thank you, bro. Um, if y'all ever interesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if you ever seen the movie, it was like basically it was a government controlled, um, basically machine that was friendly majority of the time. But then when that shit got activated, you know, eyes turn red and then that shit get get crazy. Like, not completely, but it kind of has like a very similar vibes because when you and like kind of how her situation is whenever she gets hit in, hit in the head. But I think it's kind of interesting right now. I, was, I wasn't really, to be honest, I wasn't really feeling the first episode. I'm like, oh my God, like she's unstoppable. Everybody's dying. And then when some context got put into it, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, maybe I can, maybe I can get behind this and, you know, rock out, figure, figure out the situation. Um, there was a point when she, when you got activated, turned into Lucy, and you can tell because her eyes like noticeably get noticeably get smaller, and like she's not smiling as much. She's her very, eyes get like aggressive, and yeah. then her, like they just have a shadow over her face. Yeah, exactly. Like there was a point when um she where you would think that with her with her vector she was about to kill um homie. Kota. Kota. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, right, and exactly. And then I think with the whole the whole flashback thing. Then she was she like walked out or like or like basically like stormed out, stormed out of the crib or whatever, and um, Master Kurama or what's his um and that's a very common name in anime now the um the the yeah, the Kurama. 
Yeah, exactly. So basically, um, he activated this number seven thing to try and find to find Lucy. And I'm what really wondering because when number seven was tied up, she was all bloodied and battered and shit. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck is going on, really? And um, I'm here thinking like, yo, how does she get activated, or does she even get activated? So I think that's something interesting to like look for going forward in this. But yeah, overall, You're talking about the other one, the yeah, number seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think that it's cool that the um, there's a name for them. I can't think of the name right now for the for like those type of uh, hu- the mutated humans and shit. Um, like how they can like find each other and identify them. Um, shit, um, Diclonius. Diclonius. Yep. Thank you. John has a really good memory. If y'all haven't picked this up by now, so yeah, the thing is interesting right now. Like first episode, I was eh. As I continued, I'm like, okay, I can kind of get behind After the this first a episode bit. there seemed to be a direction yeah so that's why like, yeah it's always the first episode you're trying to figure you you're always trying to figure it out but i feel like i'm trying to think in every in everything that we've done so far there kind of was like a little bit of a okay like this is where this is where it's going because there's always something that happens like in the first like five minutes and then like the rest of the episode is like okay we're establishing the plot now mm-hmm. think about slime like how uh homie died before you know and then uh, same same thing Berserk in uh and, thing. and Berserk was basically the same thing. It's like we trying to figure out who the Black Swordsman is and shit, and like what his story was, and then yeah, it kind of establishes some kind of uh, setting for us. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what to make of it. I mean, I was I was kind of thrown off in the beginning by the uh, the titties that are just like right there in the first like two seconds of the opening uh, introduction. Wow, if titties are throwing um, you off. That must be a problem. Titties are in the introduction, and then basically in the first like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what threw me off. The days were just in the regular episode. I was like, all right, you know, cool, it's nice. But like in the opening, I was like, man, can't even get any like four player nothing like beforehand. Just crazy, just right into it, huh? But mm-hmm. it, I don't know. Like From, the pillow, I'm going in dry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like how Mouse felt. I think uh, when we were watching Berserk. When we first started watching it, where it's like it, it might have to grow on you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just I I don't know. Like yeah, I just kind of wasn't feeling. Like I, I I write notes on all the episodes, and like my I didn't have a lot of notes to write. Cause I notes were straight like, question marks. <laughs> yeah, like I just I like I got the names of people and you know important information, but in terms of like the plot, I'm just like, all right, I get it, but like what's gonna happen you see it kind of reminded me of like this show cannon busters like uh lucy yeah we're like in cannon busters there's this robot that like doesn't know she's a weapon but Uh just kind of goes about life as like a regular like 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 she's a human but then like some something will happen to like somebody she cares about and she just like transforms into like this crazy like fighting robot yeah and it's like that's kind of how i think about this show it's like all right so we're just gonna like go through the all these episodes where this person doesn't know she's a weapon and they try and act normal mm-hmm. and mad stuff is gonna happen <laughs> and she's like oh man what's going on and then like you put the switch you hit her on the head and it's like all right time to transform into uh you know to the super soldier yeah. i don't know i gotta shout, see shout out shout out to um to new for beating that one nigga ass though like she really violated in the second uh, episode that was lucy that was Lucy. Oh yeah, that wasn't you. That was fucked him up. That was Lucy. Lucy was like, yo. Yeah, as when he hit that girl in the lab, I was like, my son is wilding. Yeah, he's like, don't <laughs> sneak up behind me, bitch. I yeah, was he was like, wild. He's a very vulgar dude. He deserved to get. They literally his, like, oh his... man, he's so he's so like efficient as a weapon and shit. If only his attitude was better. Yeah, 
That's why when they were talking about cutting his balls off, I thought they were literally, they were like, oh, are you trying to neuter me? And I was like, maybe they are, just trying to cut some testosterone out and he'll calm the fuck down. Yeah. But then we find out a little bit more about the Diclonius. We find out that they are mutated humans, that they're born with those like invisible arms, and also that apparently that's what they're using. This is what the doctor's saying. That's what Karama's saying. He's saying that those invisible arms are used for reproductive purposes because they actually change um, the reproductive, like, genes, like the sex cells. Mm. They're literally, like, gonna, and they can infect his sperm and change it, and that's why they kept saying that her being out is the destruction of mankind as we know it, because she'll basically force all the babies being born to be Diclonius. Wow. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true or not, though. Oh, shit, we gonna have to see. I think it's a lie. They're out here lying. You think, um... You think this is gonna be the first anime we see? We see some snoo snoo or what? I hope not. I don't know. Snoo-snoo, I don't know. There I'm not snoo snoo. Say one time. Casca got smashed. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, we did see some snoo snoo. I'm talking about some on screen snoo snoo though. Nah, Japan's oh. dude. All Japan's porn is censored. So. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Good I doubt point. it. It's a rated MA one, but I think it's just MA because there's titties. Yeah, and cursing. I'm and cursing. Out. Aggressive ass cursing too. How how are how are they cool with titties, but like dicks and vaginas? They're just like whoa. But that's like in normal TV too. I guess. Like we need the and you know what? That's the problem with society. We need some equality in this. You know, where's the female gaze? You know, we have the male gaze, but there's no female gaze. Just saying, we need it. We need the i.e. unnecessary titties because some parts of it like were completely unnecessary. Like I. See, now I'm starting to see, like, him with new and, like, their interactions being awkwardly sexual. I guess you can build up the case for that's why him and Yuna aren't real cousins. Mm-hmm. They were just, like, family friends or whatever. And then when they died, that's why she was like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for you for eight years. Like, I, you said you were going to come back because you liked me. Like, all this sort of shit. So I feel like they're using it in that sense to build up. But there's no reason why she needed to be naked the entire, f- like, first scene yeah. And also, so, like, it was a, and it also was a when, when they first put clothes on her, how she's just like pulling it like her thing. Like I think that that was a little unnecessary, but but it makes sense though. I I guess to show off her childlike characteristics, but I feel like once she peed on the floor, like that should be enough, Doug. <laughs> like yeah, like they put it down. She dev. <laughs> I'm hoping she learns. Like I don't really know what to expect going forward. Um, I'm really hoping that. She can learn English because I want her to have a conversation as new. That would be great. She did hoping, learn the one word though. She learned yeah, how she to learned say water. water, but she doesn't know the meaning. So that's why I was yeah. hoping that like it would be continuous. <laughs> um, she bought a slipper, bro. She brought the slipper. I was weak, <laughs> and then he was like, "What is all this stuff? Is this like a charm or something?" I was like, "No, no, She's it's, like, it's all right." But um, I don't know what to think is gonna happen next. Yeah, I don't know. Like, either. that's fun though. This is one of the. This is the well. Obviously, I saw most of the other ones. But even in Berserk, like, this is the only one where I actively, like, I'm sitting here like, I want to go home and watch the next few episodes now. I'm not going to. But, like, I actually want to know because I just have so many questions. Yup. This shit is, like... Also, the violence is fun. Yeah. And the the way that the last episode ended, I was like, okay, this was a good place to stop because now oh, I kind of yeah. now I kind of want to see some more, mm-hmm. you know? Because if, if, like, there was a fight or some shit that happened... I don't, I don't think her and number seven fight. Yeah, probably not. I mean, they're the same... Kind yeah. of, you know. They're the same mutant. Also, like, it's just so sad how they've raised number seven and whatnot. Yeah. And, like, yeah. It's Scarred and bad. Like, I get it. Like, in that description where they're talking about, like, abuse. Let me shut up. I don't get it wrong. Like, abuse, the value of humanity, 
like jealousy, social alienation, like all that shit, like prejudice, like all that shit. Like I'm starting to see some of the themes and I can see where it's going. Yeah. We finna what? get we finna get deep. I need to find out. Episodes. I need to find out about Coda's past. Like I need to find out so much shit. Well, it's actually fourteen episodes because I don't know if y'all peeped on the thing, but it's like episode ten and then it is episode ten and a half. Oh no, I didn't. Oh, dope. So there's a two part episode. Nice. Yeah. There's you know what the one question I do have though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One is named Lucy. One is named Seven. How many of these things do they have just running up a muck in that test system? That's well, a great fucking question. Well remember. Question. They said most of them die after birth. Oh, true. They either die after birth or they can't reproduce. So they were like, number seven's the only one who isn't aggressive to humans. So I feel like the other ones died after birth. They tried to kill it. And then Lucy, I feel like, was the first one, and that's why they gave her a name. Like, the first one that survived, I would say. That's why I think Lucy is, like, the the main... Yeah, I think she was the first successful one, I'll say. Like, quote-unquote, successful one. And also, I think, well for plot progression but like the fact that she didn't kill Karama after she killed all the soldiers she just patted him on the back and walked out mm-hmm. so I guess you we'll know, find out what yeah the there's a lot of that things is. that you have them who they're called SAT you have the cops there's a lot going on Kota's out here trying to repair himself with you like when you turns into Lucy I'm so glad she didn't kill that dog there's this homeless girl that's going to end up living in the house too. That's the only thing I know that's going to happen. Is this homeless girl is going to end up living in this 10-bedroom house because why else do they have 10 bedrooms? 10 fucking bedrooms. Well, it used to be a restaurant. Must be nice. I could, Bro, I could... first of all, I would love to live in a house like that. Me too. Y'all know I love Asian stuff. I've always loved Asian architecture. And the fact that there's cherry blossoms, like I want a cherry blossom at my crib, dog. It's my flavorful flower. Wow. See, I like it, but it's just too big. Like if you could scale it down a little bit. 10 rooms she in a, like a whole... Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a whole restaurant and you're just there by yourself and well, he's not by himself people. anymore yeah he got he got there's a about to be a, there's Ew. about to be another one he's about Ew. to be living with all girls Yuna's gonna get extra jealous and they've they've set it up to make it seem like um i don't think him and lucy are gonna end up together but watch i feel like all right this is my prediction right now it's uh-huh. gonna end with i, I don't know if, Kota and Yuna are going to realize they're not cousins. They're going to have a baby. The baby's going to be a Declonius. That's really? my guess. The heck? In 14 episodes? That's tough. That they, might do a, they might just do like a... A time uh, jump? Uh, I mean, prologue. Oh, prologue. Okay. Oh, epilogue's after. Epilogue. It's possible. I don't know, man. Nah. Best. Funniest scene of the whole, of the whole three episodes was death at the end of episode two going into episode three. When he's changing uh, new. Oh, and she walks in? <laughs> and she walks in, and it's just new with her legs up in the air. She is fucked like, up. I'm like, bro, like, poor <laughs> mute. But she, but what's you call it? Not, what, what's the girl's name? Uh, Yuna. Yuna. should have kept his eyes closed. Yeah, bro. Like, he was, she's retarded for thinking that, like, he would she's do some jealous, shit with, 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 with new. New, like, come on, yo. We know you, females aren't rational people. I'm about to say, you can only say one word, and she think that he fucking? Come on now. I Come on, he yo! Was fucking, I think he thought he, shoot, he was he raping. That <laughs> I don't know, bro. We talking different coaches and shit, so I don't know what the fuck they was thinking. But yeah, it's know, fucked man. up. Poor you. Nah, when Ew. she was dead ass, like rubbed my titty. My son was like, yeah. "I don't know what to do," but okay. Yeah, <laughs> she smacked the shit. Yo, you just smacked the shit out of him. She That's like, like always <laughs> in stuff, though. <laughs> yeah, like if you like, yo, thank God I she ain't used the fist. Like, I was weak. <laughs> like even in One Piece, like whenever someone yeah. like um. 
in Brooke's character, his thing is every time he meets a female character that he thinks attractive, well, it's like, oh, by the way, can I see your panties? And then he gets slapped by one of the other female characters. So it's like a normal anime trope. Yeah. But like, also, since we are on quarantine, I don't want to hear any excuses anymore. None. Y'all can watch One Piece now because ain't shit else to do. Yeah. Yes, sir. No. Watch others, not One Piece. No, I'm saying like mad people just like, oh man, it's too long. I don't have time. Y'all got all the time in the world, and One Piece is fucking great. <sighs> porn, I, porn still exists. I got someone to watch the other day. <laughs> John, John's actually. I don't have. I don't still have four days of work. This is ridiculous. Yeah, Justin, you need to be here next week. I'm. I, I can't do this. No, I can't do this again. I know. No, no, this, this is awful for me too. <laughs> yeah, Justin dead ass locked up, bro. Yeah, that's he got the, he got the phone in prison, FaceTiming us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the, the cousin's name is Yuki, not Unum. Oh, yeah. wow, that that's what it gets. I correct, I correct everything. So I think that's a big thing. No, that's wild. Yeah. I was dead ass doing you, it wrong. Una, Una does sound a little Jamaican to me. So you know what? I think with Justin, what what is it, Justin? You say Yuki? Yuki. Yuki. Okay. Wait, why is the super soldier's name Bando though? <laughs> Trapping out the Bando. <laughs> Trapping um, out the Bando. Oh boy. I mean, I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, we always have shorter episodes of Anime Book Club when it's the first week because we don't really know what the fuck's happening. But I'm intrigued so far. I'm like, I need to I need answers. That's how I feel. Like this one's been pretty compelling to me so far. So I guess this is is this how you guys felt after like the first couple episodes, like ReZero and shit? Just confusion. Yeah. Nah, I feel like I was less confused with I I was less confused with like Berserk in the first three episodes than I was. Yeah, Berserk with this. was just set up. It just felt like we were just watching like whatever was going on. Yeah, it was kind of you know. Yeah. Feel like four, five, and six uh, next week will kind of give me some more. Uh, you know, yeah, no. I gotta wait till Monday to watch it now because I don't want to watch now. I wanna. I wanna. Check so this is another one that subbed and dubbed. I think I want to check out the dubbed one, but I feel like I'm not gonna. I feel like I'm I'm gonna get annoyed. So let me probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm I've been watching other shit. How have you guys been on spending your extra time with Corona? I need an indoor hobby. I told my parents um, I need a hobby, and they were like, "Cook and clean." I was like, "One, I do like to cook." Tybo. Yo. No, no, no. What have I been doing? Um, so there's this uh online app. It's called uh, Babel. Oh, for y'all that I don't know, it's pretty dope actually. So I've just been trying to um perfect my Spanish. Huh. Yeah, I've been. I've That's been, nice. I've been. I've been kind of. I've been actually productive inside. I've been reading books. Um, and uh, I watched. Well, I watched this show. It's called Snowfall. It's pretty good. It's an FX show. Yeah, I heard about it. And then, yeah, you you would like. It. I mean, it's a drug show. And shit, it's pretty dope. And then there's other show that I watch on, on, on Hulu. This is like my inner my inner like uh, Anglo-Saxon coming out. It's called uh, Four Funerals and a Wedding. It's pretty dope. It's hmm. like a British American show, so it's it, it's kind of nice. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I've been trying to. What I, I thought I was gonna be good until all my volleyball got canceled. Yep. So now I'm really like, once that shit, I was like, great. Now I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I I'm gonna use it to actually do all the stuff that I've been putting off, like the online shit, like finish up my sneakers course. Yeah, I have. Um, if you haven't heard of Udemy, it's like they do like online courses and stuff. And a while ago they had this big ass sale, so I bought like a bunch of stuff from there. So maybe I'll finally get like back on my drawing shit. For sure. Do that, and then also I started playing Smite. So if y'all are playing Smite, hit your boy up. Because um Smite. I'm six years behind, but like I have a, <laughs> I have, a, I have a new game to get good at. 
So I like yesterday I was like, I'll let myself be in my bag and do nothing. And I basically played video games all day because I was sad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's where I'm at right now. And JT is working from home. Nigga is remote. What what else have you been doing, JT? Uh literally just working, napping, and playing Xbox. I thought he was I'll probably start beating up. his meat. <laughs> I'll probably start. I was thinking about uh I don't know why, but I was thinking about starting up uh Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hmm. I, I see it all the time and I use its memes, but I've never actually watched it. Bro, watch Food Wars. So. Oh yeah, that's the other anime that you're talking about. Yeah, the first yeah, watch Food Wars. That's probably about to be just some side some side shit that I'm about to that yeah. I'm about to get into. It's actually pretty pretty good. Cause I be getting my thing is is like, even though it's extra, it's it's fun. Yeah. And it's like you learn mad it's like about cooking. Like yeah. you learn mad shit. Like, like did you know honey can make shit tender? I know. I learned from that show. Nah, I know. Fucking um because I can't watch like you know, my, this is my my thing is, is that I can't binge a show because I'm like, damn, what if I finish it? I'm be tight. Like, there, I have mad shows that I watch that are that are on that have came back that I just haven't even touched yet because I just need it need to just save it just in case. But now it's like I got time to actually binge. But I can't watch like a show like consecutive back to back to back. I used to now I can't. I gotta like switch it up. So I'll do like an episode of on my block. And then an episode of Snowfall, and then an episode of Four Weddings and a Funeral, and then some anime mm. mixed, in, mixed in there. I'm the opposite. I have anime that's on right now that I'm waiting for the season to finish so I can binge. Yep. What about you, Matt? What you been What you been doing? Just putting out a lot of fires at work. Mm. A lot of events getting canceled. Uh, we're starting to offer professional live streaming to try to make up for some of it. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, I've just been here writing music, making beats, trying to stay busy, stay creative. Fuck with it. You know? Matt's about to start watching the show with us so you can join in on my book club. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> I should, I should, I really should. But, you know, just trying to stay productive, really, regardless of what it is. Yo, mm-hmm. so I, I, so in one of the shows that I watched, it was, I was learning about the ins and outs of an arranged marriage, and bro, <laughs> when I tell you, I'm so happy, so, so, so happy that my, that my family and my religion that allows me for me. Yeah, bro. Yeah, nah, G shit. Because that shit, I would not want to go through that. Um, I've always like not always because I'm not Hindu or Muslim, but yeah. like I know enough, and it's like I know people personally going through it, and like the whole process and everything, which is wild. I have my own opinions on it, but like it has changed over time because I've learned more mm-hmm. about it, and the way more people look at it, and you can say ignorance is bliss or whatever, but it's like a lot of um, when we look at it, is it's like the relationship. A lot of them have really good relationships with their mom, and choosing their mom who will choose a person. So I go, the person who knows me best goes through this whole process. Like, there's interview processing, like, that whole shit. Yeah. Like, um, my boss right now, shout out to Omar, but, like, him, and then he's um he's Sikh. So he's been going through the whole thing. And I told him, I was like, he's 30? And I was like, dude, I'm surprised, like, you're not married yet. But it's like, you have people in front of you. You have cousins. You have to make sure everyone else gets married first. And then also, mm-hmm. it's a process of finding someone. So it's like, that whole thing. It's a lot. And I'm glad I don't have to go through it either. Yeah, that shit ass, bro. That shit, that shit just seems like it's it's a tribulation. I still think a lot of it is whack, but it is because you, you said people, a lot of it's whack. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said black. I was oh, about to no, be like, no. wait, hold on. <laughs> 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 what you talking about? But um, I like there. I don't know. To me, there's other parts that aren't arranged marriages, other religion stuff like that, and other cultures that aren't arranged marriages, but they're so super strict. Like, yeah. if you're Greek, they want you to marry Greek regardless. Go have your fun. Yeah, that's same thing with a lot of Jewish people and a lot of other just Muslim people, where it's literally like, um, remember someone I was working with Adidas who was like, dude, like, I'm in a relationship right now. I love my girlfriend. I know I can't marry her. Like, she's just not 
she's not um I think he's Israeli. And he's like, I just like she's not Jewish. Mm-hmm. You know, Man, like and then it's fucked up. He's literally like he was like, No and I was like, Then why are you doing this? And at the end of the day, like I've always been on that if your family really loves you, they'll love you regardless. That's always been my stance. But then he's like, dude, like family is everything. So and I was like, then why are, why are you doing this? Why are you like letting yourself get into this? He's like, I'd rather love have love and loss and never loved at all. And I'm like, wow. And don't get me wrong, like that's fucking romantic, right? But relationships huh. are work. Like you can learn to love someone, you can do all that stuff. But it's like, it's still wild to me, man. Yeah. Like you have a lot of people that aren't arranged marriages, but it's still everything is so put together. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. I I don't know. I just don't believe in forcing anything. So I mean, even if uh, an arranged marriage works out for the best. To me, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, I mean, obviously, it's long-standing tradition. And what is, you know, religion without tradition? But I don't know. I, I think personally for me, I, shit, I, you can't even throw 16 fucking sound bites in front of me because I don't know which one I'm going to pick. So now yeah, imagine. Yeah, problem with the fucking Cheesecake Factory menu. Yeah, so bro. Imagine exactly. the catalog now, of women. Exactly, bro. <laughs> that, that's, is, that's Bro, and that's crazy because in the show, that's literally what it was. But the dude was like, all right, let me get my book. Man, let's pull out a big-ass book in his mad freaking women. And ironically, the first one that he saw is the girl that he chose. But it's still like, Recency. damn. Recency. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but I mean, she was cool. You know, she liked Drake. <laughs> yeah you couldn't do that shit Shout out you, I have a question Philosophical question for you I like philosophical questions Do you still think You're never gonna get married Do I personally feel like I'm never gonna get you, married you know, Before you said You're like I don't think I'm ever gonna get married But if I do I'm gonna be like Close to 50 I feel like I'll get married eventually It's just not in my list of priorities Like I think I got Other mm-hmm. stuff that I wanna accomplish as I get older, depending on what I do in my career, depending on how things go with the podcast, depending on, you know, if I have a kid or not, you know, those are things that I value more so than marriage. I think um, mm-hmm. a common mentality amongst men, or not even men, just just families in general, is that marriage has to is associated with kids. And I'm trying to tell people, I'm trying to get people to disassociate that because That's fair. I know way more people that- JT, why is your- I was about I to was say stretch- Dick is in the camera, but it wasn't the camera. It was just he was like stretching, like hip thrusting towards his yeah. phone. Sorry like, to cut you off there, yeah, but no, no, yeah, no, continue. No, You're no, trying no. to disassociate children yeah, and marriage. I'm, I'm just which trying is to, fair. yeah, I'm just trying to disassociate like children and marriage because I personally think that you can be a good parent and not be not be married to anybody. Like I don't think they're they're those things are. Mutually exclusive. Yeah, the exactly. inverse is certainly true. Yeah, mm-hmm. not certainly for sure. people that are married that are crap parents. Yeah. yeah, they just hate where they are. Exactly, and it's it they're not ready for kids. Yeah, there's people that there's people that are, could be good in marriage but don't need to have kids. It's just yeah. you know, it's it's, it's it goes it goes long both ways. Relationships and never get married. Yeah, but hey, man, I don't know. Marriage be changing shit for some people. Mm-hmm. I honestly kids be changing. Shit do for I people. feel like do I feel like I'm gonna get married though? Yeah, eventually. I just. I don't know. It just it would take a lot for me to actually get down on one knee to somebody, which is crazy because I just got invited to a wedding on Sunday. Hmm. So maybe you know I'll see. You just got invited to a wedding on Sunday. Or the wedding is on Sunday. No, I got invited to a wedding on Sunday. The the, the wedding is not until October. I was about to say. I was like, someone told you about the wedding the week before, <laughs> right? Like, it's fucking wild. Well, imagine like, hey yo, <laughs> what you doing next Sunday? I'm getting married. Come on, mate. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. But, uh, <laughs> where'd yeah. the accent come from? I don't know. No, 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 no. no. Oh, but yeah. I, Huh? Nope. What's up? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm about to be on some Twenty One Savage shit. I found out that I was actually born in London. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, mine's not hot. Yeah. <laughs> I had a student ask me if I could speak in a British accent. <laughs> Ski up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, yeah, maybe eventually, bro. Governor. 
Nah, bruv shit, dude. When I was in London, I you just pick up. You actually only start speaking. It. Bruv, bruv, bruv. I fuck with bruv though. Yeah, I can get down with bruv. Yeah, bruv is alright. Yeah, it slip out sometimes, but I don't know. I hate British accents on kids. <laughs> like on Thomas the Train, where they have the kid. I hate that shit, dude. Yeah. Peppa yeah, Pig. You, you, you would. You would hate the name nah. of the kid on the, on this one show because his name is his name is Giles, and yeah, bro. And Giles. his 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 accent gets me to fuck. I, to, mad. I just don't like kids. Like I just don't like kids British accents. I can't. Ugh. Oh man, we're gonna be spending more time in the studio. <sighs> what do you mean? What do I mean? What do you mean? Like we're just here. Like I don't. Are you just like, are you doing anything else today? Oh, nah. I'm, what's it called? I was going to do some deliveries for my job later, but that's not until like four. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So here. Yeah. Anybody trying to start a music career? <laughs> teach, Yo, me how, teach me how to place it. Bro, got beats. <laughs> we need one song. If you can get one song to blow up, then you can just use that money for everything else you want in life. <laughs> that's right. To you set up your, to the rest of your career. Get yourself a Panini or an Old Town Road of your own. That's, that's it. A, that's a fact. They'll be like, yo, they disrespecting music. They did that fake rap shit. And I'd be like, yup. I'd be like, listen, bro, I understand don't now. Don't hate the player, I, hate the game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'd be like, don't blame me. They made me famous. <laughs> so crazy. Yo, JT, you gonna get in the booth, right? The booth is ready. Oh, I, 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 I spit that super hot fire. You already know. You ripping, you rhyme, you rhyming, you rip. What's, what's your rap name? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how'd you come JT. up with your name? My artist name? Yeah. Because that's the street I lived on in Syracuse. That's where I started writing all that uh, for that album. What's your... It's on it's Ackerman your, Avenue. Your so emo album? Ackerman. The album name? No, your emo album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I call myself my, my stage name. It's Ackerman. <laughs> hey, yo, Justin, you finna make yourself a sandwich? Uh, uh, cheeseburger, but yes. Oh, okay. I mean, some people will consider a, a cheeseburger a sandwich. <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, another philosophical we're doing this. debate. We're <laughs> doing this. I, I hate I to say it, bro, because this is very similar to the is cheesecake a pie or is it a cake? But like, I've never heard of that. You never heard that before? That's a good point, though. No, I've never, never heard that. Never, is cheesecake you, a pie or is it a cake? Huh? Pie or cake? Is cheesecake a pie or a cake? Is it, bro, it, it, think of think cake. about think about what what consists of a of a cake. Huh? You know what I'm saying? I think it's more of a tart. <laughs> what the fuck right, is a tart? Right. See, you know what I'm saying? This is why I hate John. Like, what the fuck is a tart? <laughs> He's kind of right, though. Right? Wait, what? Oh, my God. Thank Y'all you. Oh, nah. Eight, eight miles, eight miles. You don't know what it is? How oh, do you define a tart? Let's see how you define a tart. like a, tart. a little pastry. An open pastry case containing a filling. Sounds like a cheesecake. Yeah. But what? But what is a filling if it's, if it's all, like, the same thing? You know what I'm saying? Like... What? No, it can be like anything, like cherry. So then, I feel like a so then cherry pie is not a pie. Then it's a tart. Pies, well, cherry pies, no. Well, par- tart, tarts yeah. are also uh, defined uh. by the type of dough, because like that. Oh, crumbly, you're right. You're right. You're right. The crumbly tart yes. dough, like that's very unique. Pies usually have a flaky crust. Yes. Unless it's like key lime, but then I feel like you can make a a case of key lime yeah, being a tart. Well, y'all. <laughs> Is cheesecake another week another food argument? I'm about to say, I'm about to say is cheesecake <laughs> a pie or a cake? Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> well, Justin, return next week. <laughs> Find out next episode of the Saratobi Sports Podcast. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. So with that, that's that's the end of episode 32. This is a uh, part one of the quarantine series, I guess. 
So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you're going to follow along with us with Elfin Lead or Elfin Lied, however you want to pronounce it, we're watching another three episodes for next week. Follow us at Sartubby Sports everywhere. Um, again, if you guys need a studio, he, it's, it's a safe space, y'all. Regrowing recordings on Long Island. Uh, hit up Matt. Find him on everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. Uh, definitely check it out. He holds it down. We love it here. And even with uh, JT not being here, you know, he still set us up perfectly for this. So, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Guys? Yeah, man. For sure, for sure. Just make sure y'all stay safe out here. Make sure y'all washing your hands if y'all are leaving y'all, play, y'all cribs or apartments or, you know, wherever y'all, whatever y'all are doing. For all the service workers out there, I feel for y'all. Don't worry. You know, I work in the industry too. So, mm-hmm. you know, times is tough, but tough times don't last. Tough people do. Yeah, hopefully this thing's figure itself out sooner than later. But, you know, just do it your part and... Hopefully, we'll be all right. If I got a social distance, y'all got to as well. And Justin? Well, normally I would say uh, tip your bartenders, but since nobody's going to the bars. Tip uh, tip yeah. your delivery people. Tip your delivery people for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely tip your delivery people. Um, and wash your hands. Stop buying all the toilet paper. You don't need it. This is uh, a respiratory and- thing? And also, uh, this is just your daily reminder that the Nets beat the Lakers on the last day, basically, of the season. So we win. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you guys next week.